Well, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Waking Up With The Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already off work, maybe don't got a job, whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. Because I just believe by faith that when you start your day off with a little gospel, with a little God, with a little Jesus, all things begin to work together for your good. With that being said, it's time for us to go ahead and jump into the first song of the day, right before, you know, 8.30 hit and we kick into our little time of prayer, and then we got to get to the word of the day and checking it in and all that other good stuff. Y'all know how this show go. So do me a favor, drop a good morning in the chat. Chat. Let's get this thing started. I'm finna cut to the first song of the day. Make sure you share, like, ping some people in the room. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, make sure you share, like, and comment. And thank you guys so much because this is gonna be a great day. Listen, let me go ahead and kick it to this first song and then we're coming right back. All right, let's go. I know 
All right, there we go. Good morning, 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 good morning. Uh huh. I don't know if y'all can hear it because I got background music playing with it. But good morning. There we go. Air horns and all that loud stuff to wake our morning up. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and uh, a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening to or not sure where you're listening from, whatever the case may be. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, maybe you called off work today, maybe you don't got a job, whatever the case may be. We still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, right conversation, all that good, right stuff. Because I believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way, with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little Jesus, things tend to go a little bit better. With that being said, y'all know what time it is. It's time for us to tap into prayer real quick um, before Google go off and let us know that it's 8.30 and it's time for us to go ahead and wrap it on up. So we're going to go ahead and tap into prayer. Um, little dog, I'm going to let you know now. I'm going to start praying. Don't st- don't come over here with all that, uh, all that barking and carry on. Because as soon as I start praying, you're going to want to act a fool. And I want you to do that. Let that dog say amen and get into it too. Let that dog <laughs> Look at her. Look at her. She's barking at my man. See? Uh-uh. I'm going to have to pull up before I pray. Because <laughs> I was like, I interrupted my prayer. <laughs> Listen, stop. We're going to pray together. You ready, poo-poo? Okay, come here. Come on. See, don't try to run now when I lay hands on you. Come on now, in the name of Jesus. Okay, well, you know what? Fine. We're going to go ahead and kick it into prayer. <laughs> oh, there you go. Come on. All right. All right, come on. You want to pray with me? All right, let's pray. You ready? All right, guys. I mean, all right, guys. <laughs> we're going to kick it into prayer, and then we're coming right back. <laughs> Let's go, baby. You ready? All right. Father God, we thank you. Father God, we thank you. Father God, we thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, and your peace. God, we thank you for waking us up this morning, God. We thank you, oh God, for the atmosphere that you have birthed us in, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for doing a new work in our life. God, we thank you, oh God, that you woke us up with the activity of our limbs, with a roof of our head, shoes on our feet, clothes on our back, food in our belly. God, that you woke us up with a sober mind, a mind ready to serve you and bless your people. God, we thank you for the grace of today. God, we thank you, oh God, that we are yielding to you on today. God, with a heart of gratitude, appreciation, God, we come to you not asking you for anything, but thanking you for everything that you are, everything that you've done, everything that you chose not to do. God, we thank you and we appreciate you. God, with a heart of gratitude, God, we just come to you humbly. God, even asking for forgiveness, God, even repenting for every sin, transgression, and iniquity, for everything that we may have done, oh God, to offend you, oh God, to sin against you, oh God, to harm you, your people, oh God. We ask that you will forgive us right now in the name of Jesus. Cause the people that we've hurt, harmed, and offended to forgive us. And God, we ask that you will cause forgiveness to rest in our heart concerning the people that we may have hurt, harmed, and sinned against, oh God. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask that you are creating us a clean heart and renewing us a righteous spirit, that we may worship you in spirit and in truth, being effective in our call that you have birthed into our lives. God, we thank you even for this room and the people connected to this space. God, we ask that you will cover them right now in the name of Jesus. Every person under the sound of my voice, God, I ask that you will continue to bless their life, God. Cover them with grace, oh God, in the name of Jesus. As they walk throughout their purpose, oh God, continue to guide them 
through the corridors of life, oh God. Father, download into them the agenda of heaven, that they'll know how to move throughout the earth. God, touch their hands, that everything that they do shall be fruitful, prosperous, and productive. God, anoint their feet, that everywhere they go, they shall walk in authority, that they shall walk in dominion and power. God, touch their mouth, that they shall speak the oracles of God, and they shall decree and declare your word and your truth. God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you will touch their eyes, that they'll be able to see like a sharpshooter in the realm of the spirit, that they'll be able to know you when you walk into a building. God, we thank you, oh God, that you'll touch their ears, that they'll be able to hear you, oh God. Father, we ask that you'll even touch their ears now, that every person that will come into this place, even as they come to listen, laugh, and learn, that they'll be edified, educated, entertained, and elevated. In the name of Jesus, we decree it and declare it over our life on today. And we thank you, oh God, that you are doing a new work. We thank you, oh God, for the grace on today. And we say in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Whew, I'm going to stop right there because poo poo's trying to get down. There you go. All right, we're going to stop right there. Oh, glory to God today. All right. See, you know what? I'm trying to get better because y'all know sometimes they say I be long-winded with my prayer. But guess what? I just love praying. I just love praying because I think it resets us. It gets us in the place that we need to be, especially especially when you're a cognitive thinker when you pray. That's why some people be like, it's just a conversation. Uh, kind of. It is a conversation, but you got a little authority in that conversation. Why? Because that's my daddy. I get to talk to my daddy in a special way. I get to tell my daddy what I want, and he going to listen. You know what I'm saying? But with that being said, I'm going to stop right there. Hey. It's time to stand up. Stretch. I got Google. I don't need you. I got Google. I don't need you, little dog. Don't be hollering at me. Don't be hollering at me. Okay, well, come on. Get up here. You just want to be in my lap so bad. Being on the phone. That's it. She just want to be on the phone. I ain't like, yeah, she want to be in live. That's what it is. She want to be on the live. There you go. Okay. Baby, you could be on the live. Listen, we finna cut to the next song, and then we coming right, right back. Is that all right? All right, let's go. <laughs> We do this little song. I want y'all to keep it easy. It's a little song called Tent Revival. Clap your hands, clap your hands, 
Now, no, I need you to take me to church. Take me there. It's feeling like it's Something's turning, my heart is burning, one desire. Yeah, ooh, ooh, say, it's feeling like a revival. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Something's turning, my heart is burning, with one desire. Yeah, I feel the fire in the wind, and it's feeling like Yes, sir, yeah, yeah. Something's turning, yeah. You are my one desire. Y'all ready? Let's draw, draw. I see what I see. I see fire. I will be your revival. I see what I see. I I'll be the one. 
We can chill out just for a second. <laughs> I'll be turned. <laughs> Bless God. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, maybe you called off work today, maybe you don't have a job, whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that we still want to make sure that you're waking up inspired, motivated, educated, encouraged, you know what I'm saying? Make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, because I know how life is. You're going to have some ups and downs, some bumps and bruises, some aggravations, irritations, and frustrations. Trust me, because I be having them. I'm telling you. Oh, Jesus. But when you trust in God, when you believe in God, when you allow gospel music to, to, to calm your mind and keep your spirit, when you stay consecrated, dedicated, and allow God to go before you, trust me, you won't end up in jail sometimes. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. You know what I'm saying? Allow God to cover your day and you start your day off the right way. That's why we always start with a little prayer, a little gospel music, you know what I'm saying? Even scripture, because that's what time it is. It's time for the scripture of the day. I believe in surrounding myself, you know what I'm saying, with godly things. I don't believe in starting my day off with sexy red card being all that other ghetto stuff. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna cap. I'm a little ghetto. I'm a little ratchet, but I ain't gonna start that out with my day. You know what I'm saying? I be telling people nowadays, bro, you gotta get the right routine in your life. When you wake up every morning, do you just start talking to people or do you brush your teeth first? Come on now. Brush your teeth first because that's part of your daily routine. You don't want them to go out. You don't want to go outside and just start doing whatever. And now you got a yuck mouth, ugly teeth, ugly smile. And don't nobody want to talk to you. No. Build a daily routine so where certain things in your life gonna go automatically go right with you. You know what I'm saying? People can't tell you down when you got fresh breath, good teeth, and you brush your teeth is more. You know what I'm saying? Like trust God. Follow the routine. Amen. Part of that routine is scripture today. Scripture today today comes from Ephesians chapter number five. Ephesians chapter number five, starting at the 19th verse, and we're going to read to the 20th. And this is from the New Living Translation. I'm brought to you by BibleGateway.com. It says, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs amongst yourselves and make music to the Lord in your heart and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
All right, I'm going to stop right there because that's all I read. That's all I gave. It, it, I'm going to read it from another translation because I know, you know what I'm saying, you slow, but you're worth waiting for. You know what I'm saying? That's what somebody said, but I'm going to stop saying that. It says, speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, I'm going to stop right there because, like I said, that's how the scripture reads. But it's self-explanatory on today. It says that when we come amongst each other, when we go amongst each other, come with songs, come with hymns, come with songs of the Spirit. You know what I'm saying? Make songs and joyful noises out of your heart, always giving thanks to the Lord, knowing that it is through him that everything is given unto you through the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Simple as that. Oftentimes we come into the world, you know what I'm saying, with so much on our mind that automatically we just start talking, we just start speaking, we just start doing everything and anything. But scripture let, lets us know right here on today that when you come amongst each other, come with songs, come with hymns, come with things from your heart, songs of your heart, music from your heart, and give thanks unto the Lord, you know what I'm saying, in the name of Jesus Christ, because that's who we all are, you know, admonished to be like, Jesus Christ. So as we continue to go throughout our daily activities, as we go throughout our daily operations, go into any atmosphere with songs, with hymns, go into any atmosphere with a praise in your heart, ain't gonna count. That's what I do. Every atmosphere I go into, even though y'all say I can't sing, I be singing in my heart. <laughs> I be singing in my heart because I know if I keep a song in my heart, if I keep a melody in my spirit and trust in God the Father, giving thanks through Jesus Christ, I know that all things are gonna work together for my good. That's the hedge of protection. Listen, I'm a probably teach about that because we're we going through that in the trailblazer class but that's the hedge of protection that you have around you when you go into the atmosphere with songs hymns when you go into that atmosphere with what the young people say positive vibes <laughs> all things work together for your good and that starts with giving thanks unto god through jesus christ with that being said i'm gonna go ahead and stop right there i'm gonna stop right there cut it off cut to my next song because it's time for us to you know what i'm saying technically check in the time now is 8 43 on the dot 7 43 543, wherever you might be listening from. So I'm going to go ahead and cut to another song. And then we come in right, right back. And since it's, you know what I'm saying, Ladies Day, Women's Day, all that other stuff. Yeah, I know I'm going to start trying to play more songs, you know what I'm saying, from the ladies and whatnot. So hopefully we can get to some more songs. But this is one of my favorite gospels in the game. She killing it. She's young. She's, I think, like a millennial. And you know what I'm saying? She always got some great music. So I'm going to go ahead and cut it through. Cut it to Karen Hawthorne, and then we're coming right, right back so we can go ahead and check in. Do me a favor. If you haven't already, go ahead and ping the room. Go ahead, share the room, all this other stuff. I ain't asking for a seed or donation. I just want you to ping the room. Let somebody else get the gospel. Let somebody else, you know what I'm saying, get the word of God. We don't need no money to spread the gospel. But at the same time, we do need your shares and your likes and your tweets and your comments and all that other good stuff in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Let's cut to this song, and we're coming right back. <laughs> Just like that grave, 
Every time I turn around, you keep pressing me, pressing me. Yeah, yeah. Look at God, He's making a way. Look at God, look at God. Every day, yeah. Look at God, I can't take no credit. He's the one who did it. Look at God. Oh, look at God. I am always reminded. I'm not confused. I know what he's done. Check the reviews. On every battle he's won. He don't gotta double back. Got it right the first time. He blows my mind. He's done it again, yeah. Grace and mercy. All his faith. He's making me high. Oh, 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 oh. Every time I turn around, you keep blessing me, blessing me, yeah, yeah. Look at God. He's making a way. Look at God. Look at God. Every day, yeah. Look at God. I can't take no credit. He's the one who did it. Look at God. Oh, look at God. I am always reminded. Look at God. You are always behind it. Look at God. I can't take no credit. He's the one who did it. Look at God. My blessings are both thinking. Oh, and breaking. My Lord. Look at God. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet. Where we wake up each and <coughs> excuse me. Where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, so working out. Maybe you called off work today. Maybe you don't have a job. Whatever the case may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off inspired, motivated, educated, encouraged, doing the right things. Making sure that you start your day off with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little Jesus. Because I believe by faith that when you start your day off with those things, things get a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You're going to have some aggravation, irritation, some accidents, incidents, frustrations, you know, all those things. But guess what? When you allow God to cover your mind, cover your spirit, cover your body, cover your day, Things tend to go a little bit better. Big problems seem like little problems in God's hands. Amen? 
Amen. With that being said, it's time for us to go ahead and check in. Yeah, I know how we check in here uh, on Waking Up with the Prophet. We check in with our three daily questions. What's the weather? What's for breakfast? And how you starting your morning off? How you starting your day off? With that being said, y'all know, pull the refresh to you guys are on stage, and we're going to go in that order. Of course, I'm always first. If you haven't already, go ahead and share the room, ping some people in the room. We're going to get this thing cracker like it. Amen? All right. Prophet, it's on you. Well, good morning, of course. Good morning again to everybody, um, to everybody in the audience, everybody in the room. Thank you guys so much just for being here. Um, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. I ain't going to cap. I'm a little frustrated. I don't know why this week has just kind of been irritating me, but I'm all right. I'm, I'm I'm good. I really can't complain about nothing. God is, you know, supply needs. You know, God is doing what he needs to do. So I really can't complain. I, I can't complain at all. Um, yeah, for breakfast, ain't no breakfast right now. Yesterday I made me some, like, um, some eggs, some spinach eggs, um, some bacon, and like I got these things, I remember I had went to the uh, convention, like market, uh, convention, like conference the, a couple weeks ago, right? And my table looking like a convention store. Well, I got all this stuff left over, right? I got all this stuff left over, like that people didn't grab, because y'all know I was just giving away. People just come up to my house and was just shopping. So I, I have all this stuff left over, and it was like some oatmeal bowls type of thing you ever seen them noodle bowls yeah they got like some breakfast type of bowls but like some of them were like oatmeal i think some of them were like grits and then i tried one yesterday because it said flapjack on it and i didn't know that it was the like it was like pancake mix type of stuff so i made it in a bowl and i ate it but it was real doughy like it was a pancake and I poured it on a plate, and it was straight, but I ain't eat it all. So, I don't know. I got some more down there. I don't know if I'm going to eat that. I don't know. I'm going to come up with something. Y'all know, the minute y'all start talking is the minute I start eating, and we have a good old time. Um, <laughs> I just had to tell y'all about that, because it was weird. Like, I was like, what is this pancake in a bowl, in a bucket? Like, what? Anyway, but yeah, it's 56 degrees right now with a high of 77 today. Um, and y'all know that's what I love. I love this, this, this fall weather. You know what I'm saying? Bring my hoodies out, like, period. You know what I'm saying? I got to order my Milan hoodie. And my Milan ordered a hoodie that I didn't even have a hoodie yet. So I'm finna order that hoodie with her. My Milan, I'm ordering a hoodie with you. So, yeah, it's hoodie season. We finna get hoodie down. I've been wearing my Billionaire Believer hoodie. I've been wearing my Hope Dealer hoodie. Pastor Charles stole from me. <laughs> I've been wearing my Hope Dealer hoodie. And I'm going to probably actually have to take them some while I'm actually... You know what I'm saying? Ordering some stuff. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm ordering my Hope Dealer hoodies, my Limitless hoodies. Oh, yeah. Hoodies on, um, yeah, off the Lord. It's hoodie season. You know what I'm saying? Because then after the hoodies go with no hoodies. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Mama Lynn, see, the hoodies be late. The shirts be all year round. You know what I'm saying? So I can produce those all year round. They sell all year round. But the hoodies don't always sell all year round. So when I came out with the shirt, I never thought about the hoodie. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put the hoodie in manufacturing now. So, yeah, I got you. I got you. We doing it this week. So, yeah, that's how my day is starting. Um, on a scale of one to five, 
I ain't gonna cap. I'm probably on a good four. I will be on the five, but there's some things on my mind. Like, I ain't gonna cap. There's some things on my mind. I even text my prophet because he was at the double wars with my pastor. My pastor's Michael McClure, and you know, they was at the double wars this weekend. I text my prophet, and I was like, man, I'm excited because, you know what I'm saying? I went to the wars and stuff like that, but I'm over that season of my life. I'm trying to get like them. I'm trying to get, I need a community. I need a prayer service. So I texted him the other day, and I was like, prophet, what's going on? What's going on? You know what I'm saying? He gave me some words of encouragement, all the other good stuff, and we kept it moving. And I think in this season of my life, as I continue to pray, continue to stay steadfast, continue to be consistent in my routine, God is going to continue to build the infrastructure, the family, the foundation, all the other stuff that I want around me. So, yes, I'm on a good floor right now, and I'm going to continue to move up. By the end of the show, hopefully I'll be on the five, especially once I get some food in me. Amen? Amen. Do me a favor. Pull to refresh. See who you guys are on the stage. We're going to go in that order. If you haven't already, go ahead and ping some people in the room. Go ahead and tag some people. Like, share, you know, do all the other great stuff that we do on social media to help people out. You know what I'm saying? Because when people ask me, well, why you ain't famous yet? It's because you ain't sharing. It's because you ain't liking. It's because you ain't posting. All right, Mama Lynn. Oh, no, correction. Essence, it's on you. The loop. <laughs> hey, Mama, before you go, because I got to go to a meeting real quick. All right. TC, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, this is for Abby. If you can call call your health insurance because a lot of people don't know with your health insurance by you in the class and stuff, they can replace the uh baby car seat for both of them if that uh depending on your health insurance. You can do that or you can also cop, uh contact your local uh firehouse and they have resources on getting the car seat and everything like that. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, TT. I appreciate that. Well, get back the way. We ain't going to get you in trouble while you're on your job. <laughs> Amen. We ain't we, we, we in a room of confusion and distraction. <laughs> Essence is on you. <laughs> good morning. Good morning, beloveds. Um, it is. It's supposed to be warm today. It's, it's definitely pneumonia weather. It's 59 degrees, and it's been the rain on folks' head because I'm looking out this window, and it's so cloudy. Um, and so on a scale of zero to five, I'm probably at about a four. Um, as Because like you, Prophet, I ain't ate nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. ain't ate nothing. I ain't ate nothing. I got up and got the munchkin dressed and ready for school. Um, and he went to school, and so I got back in the bed. Um, I got back in the bed. Hallelujah. Turned on my favorite NCIS New Orleans. I love that show. I hate that they ended it short. New Orleans. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, it comes on Ion all the time, but of course you can find it on Paramount because it's one of the NCIS shows. But I love that show. Um, I love that iteration. Besides NCIS LA, Los Angeles, I love this particular iteration of NCIS as well. Um, and so that's what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to rest as much as possible. I called myself was like, give me once we got back, give me two days to just do nothing. And yesterday that did not work because my spirit was like, you you got stuff to do, get up. And so I'm glad I followed that lead because something ended up coming to me and I ended up getting up, being able to take care of some business. Um, but also being able to, you know, um, do some other stuff I wanted to do. So I'm happy that I did, you know, follow my spirit and get my I was too anxious yesterday. Like, I got stuff to do. Let me get up and get going. So I did that yesterday. But today, 
my plan is to sit in the house today. That is my plan, um, except to maybe go across the street for a little, uh, little, little, uh, for something to drink maybe, but I doubt even that. So um, that is my plan for today is just to chill out as much as possible and to rest. Um, um, that is my plan today since I didn't get to do it yesterday, but I'm glad I got out yesterday. Um, and for breakfast, I don't know what I'm going to eat. Um, I got food in here, but I really, there's this place in Indianapolis that we ate at right before we left on Monday. It's called Lincoln. Uh, I called it Lincoln Station, but it's not that. Hold on. Let me look. Lincoln Square Pancake House. They have a bunch of them across Indianapolis. When I tell you those pancakes were so good. Them pancakes were absolutely fire, and I woke up thinking about those pancakes, but everything I had Monday was good. From the pancakes to the omelet I had to the, <laughs> to the coffee was good and strong, and Ooh, it was good. Yeah. And so the bacon Did was you have meat good. in it? Yeah, so I did. I usually do sausage. Bell peppers, onions, and cheese. Yeah, and I yeah. Put a oh, that might be my it. breakfast this morning. Jesus. I put a little spinach in it. Um, and so um, that was really good. It did what I needed it to do. So when you do yours, and I'm sorry because I'll be just jumping in. When you do yours like mm-hmm. with spinach, do you cook your spinach first or you throw yours in there like raw? So I throw it in there. I So if I scramble it, um, if I do a scramble, like a skillet, almost, I put everything in there and then put the egg mixture on top and it'll all come oh, together. If I do an omelet, yeah, okay. um, and just scramble it all together. If I do an omelet, I cook whatever's on the inside first because I want that spinach to cook down. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I do my filling first, so that could be sausage, spinach, you know, bell peppers, onion, stuff like that. I cook it down a little bit first, and then I do the egg. If I'm doing, if I'm trying to be fancy and do an actual omelet, most of the time I just scramble it all together because that's easier. So, um, so yeah, that's what I really want. But who finna drive two hours for food? I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't. So I don't know how I'm gonna do it when I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna find my way back to Naptown so I can give me some Lincoln Square Pancake House because it was so good. Um, so yeah, so I don't know, I say that to say, I don't know what I mean for breakfast, y'all. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Um, so yeah, that's my chicken. Hey man, appreciate it, appreciate it. Listen, I need to figure out what Lincoln Square paint. I think I've been there. I think I've been there. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look at my pictures and see exactly where I went. Cause you know, pictures, it'd be having the timestamps and stuff on there. But I went to a place that, Ebony, um, not Ebony Essence, that I'm talking about had the best omelet in the world. I'm talking about, I was up there just there cheesing. And that was like after my book signed. I went up there for like, um, like a race or something. Um, that was when I was on tour and we flew into New Orleans, just, I mean, not New Orleans, but Indianapolis for like a race or something at the, uh, at the Indy 500 or Indy something, whatever it is, the little, the little race track in the middle of nowhere <laughs> or in the middle of the city. Ducked out. Yeah. The Indy 500. Yeah. So, but it was, I had a little Airbnb over there. 
Uh, well, not too far. It was like in the city, downtown, or something like that. And it was a little, a little breakfast spot, not too far from us. And I'm when I find that picture, I'm gonna show it to you. But yeah, it probably I gotta find that place because this town's just like and that. And listen, when I tell you the pancake melted in my mouth, <sighs> pancake literally. So you want? Uh, did you answer that question yesterday? That was the question of the day. Would you prefer no. pancakes or waffles? I'm a pancake girl, See, but if I got a taste for a waffle, I'll either go buy me some Eggos or go to Waffle House. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> All right, Mama Lee, I'm going to throw it over to you because <laughs> I should just go it over. <laughs> Y'all making me hungry. <laughs> See? Uh, <laughs> I'm on a Oh. It is uh, <laughs> the uh, it is seventy degrees here with a high of seventy nine. Uh, so that's what that is. Breakfast is coffee and um, yeah, y'all making me hungry now. I wish I could leave work and run over to Waffle House and get me some food. Uh, well, y'all, <laughs> that spinach omelet do sound good. This mushroom, too. All right. <laughs> we make her hungry. I'm sorry, Bobby Lee. It's the start of this. She's making me hungry. <laughs> All right, y'all. Okay. Ebony, it's on you. Do the loop. Good morning. I'm struggling to hear everybody today. TT sounded like Mama Lynn over there. I was struggling to hear what she was talking about. Her, her Mama Lynn got the same spirit on their phone mics. I didn't hear nothing she was saying. Um, all I heard was the last little piece about something in the firehouse. And, and TT was at work. TT was at work, so that's why she was talking. She was trying to whisper. She getting ready to do a job there. But she was saying, Ebony, you can go call your local fire station and they can either give you a, um, a car seat or tell you where you or direct you to where you can get one for free. And she said your insurance company, uh, if you call them, they can replace your uh, car seat. That's, so that's what she was saying. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, th these are the resources I end up using all the time. And unfortunately, I found out myself, um, it would be my turn that a lot of these resources are overused um, and are out of stock. But God made a way yesterday. Uh, I haven't done it yet. I'm doing it later on today. Um, but someone in this room um, put some action to their prayers and sent something to my cash app yesterday. Um, that was quite a blessing and gave me the last of what I needed to get a seat. It ain't the same seat, but it's going to be a seat nonetheless. And so, God did that. Um, so, I'm grateful that worked that out. I had set up a few other pieces. Um, my mom was getting my daughter's seat. Um, I got a little time for that, but my son and I have a conference. He's speaking at a conference tomorrow, and he's coming with me. Um, and we're due to check into our hotel tonight, so that's why I was worried. Like, well, we got to the house, we got to go. I got to pray for the seat, but it's all worked out. I'll be headed to Target a little bit later. Um, 
And I still have a gift card from my baby shower. So I'll be getting the gift card to what they gave me. And boom, we'll be able to purchase this whole CD. So, uh, glory to God for that. That worked itself out. Um, everything outside me, I need to work. Um, getting my baby's car seat was my priority. And God was my So, that is that. Um, but once my check-in, it is like 52 degrees. We're supposed to get up to 76 today. Um, this next week is all supposed to be like in the high 70s, and then it's gonna drop down to 40 degrees. I I don't I don't know what kind of games is happening for me in the Northeast, but I don't like it. Um, well, my daughter's going to pumpkin patch, so she'll enjoy herself because it's gonna be nice. Out there, so I guess that's good for her. But um, I have some bacon I just got done. I got a strawberry cheesecake waffle I just heated up. So bacon, strawberry cheesecake waffle is my breakfast. I already drunk my iced coffee when I got up at 545. Um, yeah. Internally, I am on four, but my body's on two. My daughter's going through this thing where she's scared to sleep in her room right now. I don't I don't know if she's going through that. There's monsters in my room phase. I don't know. But it's getting old. Let's get rolled. Um, put a nightlight in there. She'll lay in the bed for two seconds, pop up, open the door. Um, we just slept in the living room with her. I finally broke down and let her sleep in my bed, and that was a mistake of a lifetime. She seems wild, and I mean, that girl did a whole 360 in my bed. I woke up with her feet and my chin. Um, so she can't sleep in my bed. So we're gonna have to figure something out. Well, her and her daddy will figure something out because I'm gonna freak out for the next uh, for this conference, but yeah, uh, the girl sleeps wild. So she's she's going through something. She don't want to be in the room. We've rearranged it. Went out and brought a nightlight. Kept the lights on. Put a TV on. It don't matter. Whatever we do, the girl just do not want to sleep in her room this week. So I don't know. I don't know. So I'll get a little break from that for the next two days and her daddy figure it out. They can sleep sleep over in the living room or in the bedroom. I don't know either, but um, yeah, so that's that. So I'm ready to chomp down on my breakfast. Uh, probably get some more coffee and just chill out to the boy wakes up. So that's it. That's what we got to check in. Awesome. That's what's up. That's what's up. I'm glad that you are blessed with that opportunity um, and that you are able to make it. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad that somebody sold a seed into your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I appreciate everything that people try to do in this room to help no matter who it is. When you got something going on, we try to stick together as a family. And I appreciate you know, whoever that sent you that seed because it was really, really a blessing for you and you were able to do what you need to do. So, yeah, yeah. Big ups, big ups, big ups. Uh, with that being said, though, I think that's it for the check-in right now. Yeah, that's it. And it's 907. Cool. Well, hey, let's go ahead and cut to another song break really quickly. It's Women's Day. And I got some amazing topics that I want you guys to, you know, um, talk about. Because, like I said, it is Women's Day. And I love to get you guys, you know, to always hold. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get more people on as guests i've been sending out a couple of emails trying to get some people you know on and more active but at the same time i also want it to be a developmental conversation i never want people to come on here and feel attacked i never want people to come on here and feel harmed by what they have to offer in their plight of conversation because y'all know me i talk to people from all walks of life so with that being said you know i'm trying to get more people who are diverse and who can open our minds up who can open our spirits up to the good things that god wants to open us up to not the bad things because you know people say oh well, he doing all of it no I'm trying to follow God's will. Amen. 
Amen. But by it being Women's Day, I definitely want to talk about, you know, cuffing season. It's getting cold, uh, Christmas and uh, Thanksgiving and all that other good stuff coming up. And I ain't going to cap. I got some questions for, you know, for some of the ladies in the room when it comes to dating, when it comes to how y'all need our relationship, y'all married, especially during this time when niggas is homeless. Oh, did I say that out loud? Anyway, uh, <laughs> But, you know, yeah, especially during this time when, you know, people want to be cupped up, booed up, and all that other stuff. Like, I definitely got some, you know, questions for even, you know, those of you guys who have, you know, kids and baby fathers and all that other stuff. Like, I want to know how you guys deal with those type of problems, those type of issues during this season. Because I ain't going to cap. I seen somebody break up because he decided to choose his children over her. And I think that's what he's supposed to do here, man. He got kids. What's the point of a man leaving his kids for a woman who ain't even the baby mama? I don't know. Y'all might have to get me together on it. But listen, we're going to go ahead, cut to another song. I got some news and hot topics that we can, you know what I'm saying, discuss. And then we're going to get into this cup of season. We're going to get into this issue because truth is, I ain't going to cap. I will, if I got kids, I will leave any woman for my kids. I'm just saying, I will leave everything for my kids. And I thought that's how it's supposed to be. I could be wrong, but guess what? Baby, you'll get left in the street if my kids call me. <laughs> okay, but listen, let me go to this song and then we come right back. Is that all right? All right, man, let's go. Closer to 
your destination. You can feel it now. Don't you know you're almost there? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. All that noise and stuff. Good morning. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music, which is our hour date. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, always at work, <laughs> called off work today. Maybe you got a job, whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? We just want to make sure that you're still starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, right spirit, all that good stuff. Because I believe by faith that when you start your day off with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little Jesus, with a prayer, a little scripture, you know what I'm saying? The right community of people. 
people. Things tend to go a little bit better. Not saying you're going to have no ups and no downs, no bumps and no bruises, no accidents, incidents, headaches, aggravation, irritation, and frustrations, because you definitely probably going to have some of those. But as you allow God to cover your mind, cover your spirit, go throughout your day with you, you know what I'm saying, follow behind them and stuff like that, things tend to work out a little bit better. With that being said, though, it's time for us to get into our news and hot topics. Y'all know me. I, I love keeping the Bible in my hand, but I also love keeping, you know what I'm saying, Instagram, CNN, Fox News in my hand as well. You know what I'm saying? Because I like to know what's going on in the realm of the spirit, but I also like knowing what's going on on this earth. You know what I'm saying? I like what's, knowing what's going on in my community, in my area. And y'all know, every morning I get CNN five things of the day. And of course, sometimes it changes, sometimes it don't. Of course, number one at the top is Israel. Israel always, you know, you know, they, they at war right now. They're going through something right now. So be praying about them because they're going through daily bombs. They're they dealing with, with heavy stuff over there. And of course, our president sticking his nose in it, trying to aid, trying to give help. He didn't talk to the Pope and trying to figure out how they're going to help and all that other good stuff. So hopefully, you know what I'm saying, we see some action, you know, concerning Israel. But keep them in your prayer. Um, number two was like the speaker saga because of course y'all know the speaker of the house even jamal bryant i woke up early this morning woke up on time six o'clock and jamal bryant was even talking about you know what i'm saying why do we why should we be caring about this why should we be praying about this you know what i'm saying because the speaker of the house is important they control you know what i'm saying a lot that goes on in the house so be praying about you know the speaker of the house i ain't paying too much attention to it because look it's all white men voting for all white men in my opinion but at the same time it really does matter because you know, some of the things in life that we think don't matter are the things I actually do. That's why we tell people to vote. Amen? Amen. Number three was like Hurricane Otis. It's a hurricane out on the ocean, and it's shifting this away. If your storm's not anchored in Jesus, uh, you will surely shift away. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Hurricane if Otis. If your soul's not anchored in Jesus? If your soul's not anchored in Jesus. You know what I mean, Ebony? <laughs> There's a storm out on the ocean named Hurricane Otis. And if your soul's not anchored in Jesus, you're going to surely shift away. Drift. Drift, <laughs> hey. baby. Drift away. Drift. Dr drift away. There you go. Drift away. Drift away. I said shift away, slift away. Listen, you're going you to go away. <laughs> <laughs> number four was like immigration of course we're dealing with some immigration down there in texas uh i really want to talk to pastor charlton about that because he probably know about you know that because that's more in his uh area his region but yeah texas attorney general is going through some things about suing biden concerning like the administration of or correction the legalization of immigration or something like that yeah it's it's, it's a lot of immigration issues going on down there in texas yeah i just look it up yeah just be praying for Texas, you know, and all of that good stuff. But last but not least, number five, and this is the one I really wanted to get to because it's interesting. It said a dozen states are suing Instagram's parent company um, on Tuesday, have sued, correction, have sued Instagram's parent company on Tuesday, accusing the company's social media giants of harming young users um, and giving them mental health issues through their uh, alleged addictive features. Um, in a lawsuit, Hold on, let me let me get, let me pull it up real quick. It says in a federal lawsuit filed in California by 33 attorney generals, the state alleges that Meta designs such infinite, you know, uh, infinite news feeds and frequent notifications have contributed to the mental health crisis in the United States. The suit also accuses Meta of violating consumer protection statuses as a federal child protection uh, as a yeah as a federal children's privacy law that has prohibited companies from collecting the personal information of children under 13 without parental consent um so yeah it's, it's an issue it's an issue um and i don't think that this is something that 
a lot of people have been paying attention to, even on here on my local news and Fox channel, I wake up at six in the morning. And one of the things that I like to do in my prayer time is just watch the news. And even the news is talking about how um, a lot of kids are getting scammed on social media. And of course, it's the older generations, the baby boomers and stuff who kind of, you know, grow up, I wouldn't say grew up with social media, but they were the, the natives of, of the internet. And then as, you know, millennials came in, we became the pioneers of the internet. And then now Gen Z is coming in. And of course, they taking over. They taking over. But at the same time, they're still dealing with little small user issues. They're literally trying to sue Meta because they believe that Meta is part of the health crisis in america because of you know what i'm saying the infinite fee that kids are literally getting addicted to the news feeds kids are literally getting addicted to the instant notifications oh somebody like this let me see who liked that oh somebody on this oh who, who following this you know what i'm saying all the notifications that we get oh it's somebody birthday you know what i'm saying so i think i kind of understand why they filed this lawsuit but at the same time um i wouldn't give social media that much credit to say they 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 played a major part in the mental health crisis. I kind of get where they're coming from with that, but I kind of don't. I kind of disagree with that. I kind of I I believe that social media can be addictive. Social media kind of is a problem in some people's life, but come on now. I don't think this is early 2000 where we got to make a real world episode and say Okay, well, hey, I'm addicted to social media, even though that might be a good episode because people was addicted to porn, addicted to smoke cigarettes, addicted to all kinds of stuff on that show. But addicted to social media and how it plays into the mental health crisis. Ebony, you might be able to help me out better because you, you know, specialist in this. But I don't, I don't, I, I can't necessarily see the correlation there 100%. Wait, the correlation between mental health and what now? The social media, social media addiction. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. I've had to write a paper on that. Um, definitely, these young kids are getting addicted to social media. There's bullying happening. That's causing mental health issues. People ain't getting stuff done because they on social media sites all day. Depressed because you're looking at other people's lives like their lives is perfect. Yeah. Not realizing that people are only posting their highlight reel. They're not posting. They everyday struggle. They're not posting the stuff that goes wrong. Facts. So you sitting over there comparing like the grass is greener and the grass is scraping. Like, it's not even going to be. Um, so yeah, social media and mental health are harsh. I don't think it's worth nobody stewing over because people have a choice. Um, right. But yeah, social media is definitely a huge contributor to mental illness. But that would be more on a though a parental issue. That would be more on I mean, yeah, I think there'll be more parental issue of them trying to control, like, they had to control their kids on how much time they spend on social media and stuff like that. Like you said, I don't think that would be something to sue Meta over. I think that would be, I mean, granted, it is kind of addictive even for adults, but even adults gotta think, oh, okay, well, let me be an adult and get off of social media. So I can get They're my work. They're trying out. to get money. They're just trying to get money because it ain't nothing to see over now. Granted, you can control what your kids do around you, but where there's a will, there's a way. I had a Black Panic page that I checked at school. My parents didn't even know I had one. Um, I was on AOL chat rooms. They had no freaking idea. So you can't control everything your kids do. They're going to do it on their phone. They're going to do it on somebody else's phone or laptop. Facts. You don't get to control that. Um, the best you can do is watch your kids as, as best you can. But ultimately, they're going to do what they want to do. But that's not nothing that you see somebody else over. I just I think that's whack. 
Mama, you're trying to jump in. Phone check. Got phone check. Phone check. How many people do phone checks on their kids' phone? You know, you so busy talking about, well, we trying to get them their privacy. Well, if you pay that phone bill, they ain't got no privacy. If they live in your house, they ain't got no privacy. They want privacy. Go get your own phone, pay your own bill. Even then, if you live in my house, your phone, I don't care if you pay for it, you still don't have no privacy. My son checks his girl's phone. My goddaughter checks her daughter's phone. She was at my house and her daughter was laughing and giggling on her phone so hard. She said, give me your phone. Let me see what you laughing and giggling about. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. That's the real and mama. <laughs> she looked at me. She was like, Gigi, I ain't got no control. Your mama paid that bill. <laughs> right. I ain't got no control. So, yeah, it's called you ain't got no privacy. Yeah. Like my my daughter's father said that he was gonna take her door off her bedroom if she and I'm looking and I'm looking at him and Mikey looking at me, he said he don't even live here. I said, Leave it alone, leave it alone. He said, Ain't no privacy. You want privacy, get your own. So it, it that's what it is. Uh some of these parents they kids are out here wilding out, so they got to blame it on some something. They got to blame it on something. Why not? Blame it on the parenting. Don't blame it on social media. I get how social media play a part of it, but don't blame but it on But you something. allowed it. But you yeah, allowed the parent it. allows it. So, you know, hey, and uh, I, I just want to say rest in peace. Jim Brown, he passed away yesterday. All right. Who is Jim Brown? Shaft. Oh. Go look him up. He was a football player. He was the actor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Rest in peace. Um, Shaft. What's his name again? Slim Brown? Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Okay. Rest in peace, Jim Brown. Speaking of people who died recently, um, did y'all know um Ronald not Ronald Osley? What's his name? The other one. It's another uh, one of the Osley brothers passed away. Rudolph. Yeah. Was it Ronald? It wasn't Ronald. No, Rudolph. Rudolph, that's what it was. Rudolph Ru Rudolph Osley. That's what it was. Rudolph Osley. No, I didn't I didn't hear that. No, I should have I thought that would have flew floated around the city because you know the Isley brothers are from Cincinnati. So yeah. Oh for real? Yeah. Born and yeah, it's been raised. Born and raised in, in the neighborhood of uh Lincoln Heights. Yes. Wow. I ain't never known that. Yeah. And what Ebony said, it's been probably like almost a week or two. Yeah, it's been almost two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I passed away. I remember seeing that on the news, but I forgot to remember it. <laughs> I forgot to have remembered it. 
But yeah, he had passed away as well. But I think that's kind of interesting, you know, this role that social media has kind of played in our life now. Like, it's kind of has taken over. But I don't think, like, I ain't gonna cap. I even got a whole job in it. And what's crazy is I've recently seen where there is a university that's gonna offer a degree in social media now. Like, I think it's called social media, I think it's influencing. I don't know, I'm gonna have to look it back up. But they trying to offer a whole degree in social media now, which I think is kind of interesting. I mean, it's good for, you know, the younger generation and older people as well. But at the same time, I think, I don't know. I think, uh, yeah. mm, I don't know. I, I just, I think there's some kind of weird about offering a class in social media, offering a whole degree. It's called money, media. money, money. Facts. Money. Facts. You <laughs> but used to be chasing that degree with the kind of work you're trying to do, helping, you know, saying helping all these churches and stuff. I mean, but that's the thing, though. See, I grew money. up. I grew up in that era. That's why I think that it would be interesting for, you know, them to have a degree in it. But I'm thinking about who teaching it. Because what do you have to have a degree in, first of all, to teach that? Because granted, I ain't no if I go back to school, I'm almost, what, three semesters from a marketing degree? Communication. Yeah. Communications, that marketing, all of that, you would be apt to teach. I mean, you, you'd be able to teach that curriculum. Facts. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it makes it makes perfect. You three semesters from a degree and you ain't finished. What is you doing? Money, dog. It's money, dog. You could take one class at a time. You're right. 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 <laughs> Don't judge me. I'm going to get my transcript. I'm going to pay that money and get it. And then I'm going to probably go somewhere. We judging. Like that's we it. <laughs> Mama Lynn, I understand. Listen, I'm trying to get this money together. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm Child, trying. you can get a forbearance. Get a forbearance for your loans. What's that? A forbearance is where they basically just hold it off because you're enrolling back in school. It's just paperwork to say, I will start paying again once I'm out of school. They get your loans in good standing and you go back to school. That's how I went back to school. I had like two thousand, I had like two thousand dollars in loans, um, and that's you know I just stopped going for some time because I had my daughter, and I decided I wanted to go back to school, so I had to fill the paperwork out, put it in forbearance, um, agree to pay a certain amount of money a month, but then once you go to school, the loan company's not gonna make you pay while you're in school, so you just end up paying it on the back end. Um, and you're not accruing interest or anything like that. It's called a forbearance. You can go back to school. You Now, if you owe that school money, you may not go back to that school. But you right. can go back to a school and finish. Do it online. And just finish your degree. But three semesters, that's the third. Facts. See, my thing is, one, I owe that school. So I have to pay that off so I can get my transcript. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the only way I can go back to another school. You know what I'm saying? And still be, like I said, three semesters away. From your new school can request your transcript. You can. But I'm still going But the new school can. They can't withhold your transcript. Hmm. Okay. Okay. They can't withhold it. So the okay. new school will say, we need his transcripts. And they got right. to get up. Okay. And then the other thing that I have to do is do, I do have to check on them loans. Because I ain't going to care. At one point, I was like every other black person in America. I said, forget them loans. 
<laughs> when Marty said he was paying off loans, I thought, well, mine was forgiven too, just like sins. I thought they was all forgiven. So I don't know. I'm going to have to follow up and check on it and see, you know, how can I even, you know, move forward with them loans or whatnot. <laughs> but no, um, I think that's pretty much it on that news and hot topics thing. I think social media, like I said, is playing a major part in what's, what we see going on in America. I don't know if I really feel like it's a big contributing factor in this health crisis because I feel like people should just parent their own kids uh, and adults should just be adults. But, hey, it is what it is. I ain't, I ain't nobody's parent, so I'm going to shut up. Uh, <laughs> but, no, on another tip, I did want to ask this question because, like I said, it's cuffing season. Things are coming up. Relationships finna start getting a little loose, a little tight, however you want to look at it. And one of the questions that, you know, was brought to me, you know, was, is this man wrong for basically choosing his kids over his relationship? Um, of course, there are a lot of things going on when it comes to like dating and whatnot, co-parenting. A lot of people out here have kids outside of their marriage. Some people have kids in their marriage and all that other stuff. So co-parenting can sometimes be a little difficult. Even when you dating it in a relationship and not married, but you got kids, it can still be a little difficult. So there was a scenario that was brought to me where, of course, I guess the, the couple, they just out chilling. They, you know, on a date or whatever. They cruising, whatever. They just doing whatever. And apparently the kids call something wrong with the mama. It's issue with the mama and the kids call. The kids basically just needed their daddy to show up, whatever, be in the position. And of course, girlfriend, the new wife to be engaged, whatever they is, whatever, gets mad, get frustrated, get aggravated and irritated. Because your man gotta leave you to go tend to his kids that he did not have with you, but had with another woman. And she felt like that woman and her man who take care of them kids should be able to handle them. And granted, I understand, but I don't understand because if it was the baby mama, the baby mama always be like, well, call your daddy, call your daddy. And if dad don't answer the phone, then daddy, daddy. So I'm kind of torn in between the two on all these situations because I understand it from all points. But at the end of the day, I'm always going to take the man's side because you know, I'm probably like, I'm a man and I'm going to do what, you know, I believe in my heart that man should do. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't going to care. My whole relationship would have been over, JY. I don't care. Like, maybe I understand that, you know, you think, you know, you come first because you, you know, my girlfriend, my wife to be in my boot thing and all this other stuff. But truth is, them kids going to always come first. I don't care if they mama got another man in her life. I don't care if you know, they live in another state. I don't really care. If I got kids and my kids need me, my kids call me, I'm dropping everything and in a hundred to get to them. Is that wrong? Absolutely not. Your kids come before your relationships. Now, if you are married, that's a little different. Okay. Your spouse comes before all. Um, and Ebony, but... that was going to be the question of the day. Who comes first? Because that was moving into the topic. Now, I don't want to move too fast, but that was going to be the next question. Who comes first when it all boils down to it? When it comes down to the spouse, the kids, or your parents? Who comes first? Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get there when we get there. But 
in this situation, y'all are dating, his kids come first, period, point blank, and you should be happy about that. Who wants a man that don't take care of their kids? Who wouldn't put their kids first? Somebody who was selfish. That that chick is being selfish. Yeah. She's just feeling like, oh, you should do what I want you to do, but she's not looking at the bigger picture. He's being a good father. Now, there are times when, you know, baby mama can, you know, abuse the fact that that man will show up, she'll use the kids as pawns, and in situations like that, yeah, I could get very frustrated. I get it. Um, but genuinely, you know, he needs to jump. Them kids need him. You know, he needs to, to tend to whatever it is. But if the kids are being used as pawns, and you can clearly see that, I've seen that happen in real life. Um, you know, the mother was like, call your father. He said he's going to know they call your father, tell him you need blah, 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 blah. Just to break the date up. Just to be spiteful. I have seen that. Um, and that's not okay. Nonetheless, his children are his responsibility, and he should um, he should move if the kids genuinely need something. Um, he can call the baby mama. I'll be like, if you don't want it, then cool. But if my kids need it, you know, I'll, I'll get it over there later. He may not drop what he's doing right that second. Um, but yeah, the kids come first. It, it's the short answer. Kids come yeah. first. Period. One mic. So is there ever like a, a moral obligation though to the relationship? Like, could you ever stand for a woman who says, okay, like, yeah, now you're doing too much? Um, Like the scenario I mentioned with the baby mama is using the kids as a pawn okay. to break up what he got going on. Um, You know, if, if every time they get ready to do something, you know, she's calling or has the kids call, um, saying they need something right then and there that's not urgent or not important. You know, there's being abused, then right. obviously he needs to, you know, call that out and he can use his own discretion. But that's still not putting his relationship before his kids. Right. That's saying, kids, I got your need, but I'm going to bring you your need when I get done doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that if it's not an urgent need. So. So, and here's another question then, and I see you, Mama Lynn, I'm going to go ahead and throw you in next, but is there ever a limit, um, because I know someone mentioned that, oh, well, if he on child support, he shouldn't have to be doing all of that because he on child support. So, is there child ever- Child support is not an excuse to not take care of your kids. Now, granted, if the man is getting hundreds of dollars a month- you know, that should be covering, you know, the children's needs. Um, but I don't, I I personally don't feel like giving child support should be, you should use it as a, well, tell your mama to pull it out for child support. I don't like when parents do that. If, if say the, the, the father has the kids out, kids are hungry. Don't tell them, go home to your mama. She, you know, she got child support. She'll pay for it. I don't like that. The kids need something. Get what they need while you're out. If it's a bigger need, you and that, that parent need to talk about it. If you got to get it, you know, if you don't, be honest and say you don't, um, especially if it's because of what you just paid in child support. Um, but that money is due, you know, for, for you know, the children's needs. I am only a proponent of child support when that parent has proven that they will not do right on their own. Uh, I don't believe in just the second you have a baby, somebody put them on child support. I think as adults, you should be able to work out as adults how you're going to take care of that child. If one of you chooses not to be an adult, chooses not to do what they're supposed to do, tries to, you know, abuse or misuse the other one or whatever, 
then hey, do what you gotta do. But the court shouldn't have to decide how you raise your child. Like the court should not need to be involved in that. But unfortunately, our precious people uh see it as a paycheck and don't understand that you have given the government free reign in your house. They're 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 dictating how you're, you know, raising your kids, what you can and cannot do for your kids. Um and I think that's whack because if I'm giving and I'm giving freely, I might spend a thousand dollars. But now you can put me on child support for let's say five fifty a month. Okay. Well, you know, my attitude may be, okay, well use that five fifty because that's guaranteed money. You know, that's how some men think, like, oh well you got that money, so you're not gonna be over here spending up my extra money because now you're dictating how much money. Kids don't need the same money every month all the time. Like one yeah. month they may need all shoes, all clothes, they're growing everything. The next month, they chilling. They're not outgrowing their clothes in a month, you know. They chilling, so every month they may not need the same amount of needs. So one month it may swallow up a whole lot of money. The next month it may not. You know, just kids' needs vary, which is why I think parents need to work together and not always jump on that child support train because nothing good comes from it in most scenarios. Because he's not going to give you nothing extra. Um, and a lot of times I don't feel like women use it for the right reasons, in my opinion. Um putting a roof over your child's head is your responsibility whether you pay child support or not so you should be able to afford that roof over the head without that and i think but ebony and i think that was the underlying issue with the girlfriend if you already on child support you know what i'm saying why do you have to take extra time or extra money away from the house that they're trying to build for your kids who are already in a home with a mom who you're paying child support to, like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I do kind of see the the imbalance there with it because that I won't think I don't know that don't seem a little fair to me. <laughs> well, child support has nothing to do with time. Child True. support is money. So it ain't True. got nothing to do with the time you spend with the child. That's just a money conversation. True. You need to be spending that time. Child child support does not replace that. And yeah. that's another thing that I hate certain deadbeat dads do. Well, I'm paying child support. I'm taking care of my child. No, you're not. You're just sending money. And most of the time, child support does not even crack what it really takes to raise a child. I've seen people pay $100 every two weeks. What is that? Kids eat that up. Like, yeah. that's nothing, you know? So, yeah. So, you know, every situation is different with the whole child support thing. But I don't care how much you're paying child support. It does not replace time. Time yeah. spent with that child. Um, you owe that. You owe that time to that child. Um, your money cannot replace that. I agree. I definitely agree. Mama Lynn, you wanted to jump in? It looks like she on the phone. Oh, okay. I'm clicking right now because y'all starting to talk because that was good. So, okay, well, since she on the phone and ain't nobody else on the stage, we can kind of, you know, progress a little bit. So when it comes to well, this, this, now. this. Oh, hey, Pastor Charles. Good morning, sir. Go ahead and check in real quick so I can refresh. I'm over here cutting up onions and bell peppers because Essence got me wanting an omelet this morning. So I'm over here cooking me a little omelet with some bell peppers and some spinach and some garlic and some all of that good stuff. Yeah, no, no, I ain't here. I ain't here. You don't see me. I ain't here. No. Ebony, Ebony, the only one that saw me. See? Lord, that's, that's I got my AirPod in. That's a, that's a message right there. Uh, the, who, who cares who sees you as long as the Lord sees you and puts you on to somebody's heart that sees you. You know what I'm saying? Lord, Jesus. That ain't no, that ain't no message by itself. But that's, the, that's the theme I had. A, I'm going to put another one. Can you see me? 
<laughs> Do you see me? <laughs> anyway, good morning. It's a good day. Of course it is. Uh, we're here. We're alive. We're thankful. Amen. It's good. Uh, let's see. I don't even know what the weather is. Um, I know it's going to be warm today. First of all, the weatherman lied. They said it won't go rain yesterday, and it rained wonderfully. <laughs> so I'm thankful to God. That's the weather man lied though. <laughs> listen, he lied. He lied. He th- 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 I know they're predicting weather, but it, but you know we believe what they say. You know if they say it's gonna be a certain percent chance, or when they say any rain at all, we expecting to see it. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So everything's looking good there. Um, let's see. It's Wednesday. I am working towards my message. I got some things I need to do. And I need to kind of um, ask the Lord to touch me here because I need more time in the day. I don't know why I need it, but I do. It seems like I do. Pastor um, Charles, you ain't been preaching on Israel or the immigrants or the house speaker or something like that? What you been I preaching have, on lately? I have not been preaching on that. I don't. I usually try not to. I try to stay out of the news unless it's something that I really, really need to stay on or whatever. And uh People get enough of that news all day long. I'm trying. I'm here to bring the good news. So, Amen. Uh, so, uh, but no, I haven't been preaching on it because you know it's, it's there's so many opinions on that. By the way, you know, yeah, uh, you know, everybody feeling sorry for everybody, and nobody's really doing anything. The, the the root is is the you know the stuff that's been going on all the time. You got human people being human and acting yeah. up like you because of your skin or i don't like you because your religion is not the, the religion that i i'm in and all the other kind of stuff now we know what we know but you know you, it's no need to be ugly and mean about it you know you yeah. got loving kindness have i drawn these so you know uh not with a, not not this time with a sword <laughs> but anyway um but you know nobody would know nothing if if the folks hadn't taken them by surprise my mom or whoever hadn't taken them by surprise and they've done something, you know. They felt like this was their time to work it. And they worked it. If you don't meet your mic, Lord Jesus. I'm you sorry, you right, because I'm over here cooking. Water and stuff and everything. <laughs> I, I, I can't even concentrate. Lord Jesus. Uh, oh, Lord. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I think, you know, we... You know, this stuff has been brewing all the time, and all of a sudden, here we are. Uh, somebody makes the right move, I guess, that shakes up the world, and, and here we are. Um, and now, with technology, we're actually seeing some of this stuff real time. And nobody likes to see children killed, and no one likes to see any of those kind of things done. And it's funny. Uh, what they're doing is what happens a lot of times. Most of us, if we think about it, if you come in and you take a fraction of folks uh, from people, for instance, God forbid, but if somebody were to come in and take several folks from, from our church and you had the power to just blow the whole thing up, you would. You don't get, you're not caring who's, um, who, uh, who's, who's dying, what you're doing is you're doing retaliation. And most of the time when you retaliate and you're angry, you are not, you, you just, it's a blast. I'm blasting all of y'all and whoever gets hit, gets hit. And so um, this is what we're seeing in real time. Sad part about it is, is no one's being strategic. You know, if they are being strategic, um, they think they know where the people are. And then it's like they shoot, they have to go into wherever they have to go into to get him. And 
and sadly, you know, lives are being lost. This is nothing new. Again, it's just the season that we're in. We have not really seen um, war um, played out the whole time, if that makes Pastor sense. Charles. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think what's interesting about it, though, is that I see a lot of preachers um, comparing it to the Bible in an interesting sense. Um, I heard one preacher even talk about how um, the prophet Samuel told told um, Saul to, I think there was in a war with somebody, and he told him to go kill everything in that village, go kill everything in that nation, even the baby. And Saul brought back, you know, something, um, you know, like some goats or something or whatnot. But the whole point of the man's message was there is sometimes when God will send war and deathness and destruction on another nation. And I literally had to sit there and think, I was like, well, is that one of these moments where God is sending, you know, destruction to a nation, you know, through another people. And it's kind of justified because granted, even in the Bible, when I looked at this, I had to relook at that scripture. I said, oh, yeah, God did tell this, this man to go kill all the babies, all the children, all the chickens and cows. And I felt bad. But then at the same time, I was like, well, maybe God had a purpose for killing all these people. So I was kind of conflicted. Is this like, how do we know when this is an act of God or this is just, Oh, Lord, look at the devil at work. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do we? It's, you know, and, you know, we look at scripture, we see those kinds of things, and we look at the entire, you know, we look at it from the biblical standpoint, and it's almost like sometimes we don't really look at it that this stuff really happened. And so it's like, oh, man, you know, uh what are we actually doing here and what is actually really really happening yeah these folks are leaving they are being killed they are you know it's it that they're, they're being annihilated and the the biggest piece of that um my understanding was basically um obedience the obedient part you know they were a nation against nation and they had certain things that they were doing and and that was a part of it and that when when uh when God spoke or uh, God spoke to the prophet and the prophet was told to do something and they, or they told the people to do something, they expected that to be done, period, all the way. And what happens is, is that Saul's motive was he just, he decided he wanted to, um, let, let me just keep a few of these little things or he just didn't want to be all the way obedient. Maybe he had a soft spot for that moment and he, but he, but here's the thing, he killed everything except for the, for the, um, for the lambs and for the, uh, or for the, uh, the animals and the king was still alive even. I mean, so there's different things that was there. And, and the, the bottom line is, is what that we understand was obedience. Um, he was supposed to get rid of everything. So anyway, and, but at the, at the end of the day, the realness of it, this is, is now wars have been happening all the time they've been happening and so i mean there's wars that's been happening and we didn't see them but there are people now with ptsd having to deal with this the iraqi wars and all the different things that was out there um i was told by some friends that said you didn't you couldn't tell who was who and they, uh, these kids would come out there and they'd be laden with 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 uh, they're a human bomb and they come out there and, you know, the soldiers will see them. Oh, that's nice. And they get close to them. And then they, the guy pulls, the little kid pulls the pin and, and kills a whole battalion. I mean, I mean, or a whole group of guys. 
And so they had to be way, way more, they had to change, turn off their caring um, mindset. Because, you know, we're told, leave, don't mess with kids, leave kids alone. You don't want to kill no kids. In fact, you don't do that. And now they're being, you know, they these same kids don't mind being blown up because they're trained from 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 a young child that you're doing this for your your religion, you're doing this for your uh for your faith. And they don't mind dying for that. Whereas we now listen, let's tell the truth. Would you I mean, I think if we think about it straight from the standpoint of yes, um, would you but would you die for your faith? I mean, ham and cheese, yes, I would die for my faith, but I ain't finna go blow myself up now, Pastor Charles. But that's what they are trained to do. And the thing is, is that, you know, that is a major thing. Would you, if, if push came to shove, a gun was at your head and they said, renounce Jesus, would you renounce Jesus? Or would you say that he's, you know, would you do that? Could you say that? And that's the question. By the way, am I missing something? Cuffing season. Is that cuffing season? Is that marriage? Is that what this is? Can I jump in right quick? Pastor Charles, you made a good point, especially when you was talking about the military men. Um, because I remember my cousin, uh, when he came home from, I want to say it was the Korean War. It wasn't the Korean War before the Vietnam War. I think so. And uh, he was just done. You know, uh, he was on his knees just crying. And I remember my aunts and, them, and my mom and them were surrounding him and laying hands on him and praying for him, you know, because, and, you know, they was talking on the Lord, clear his mind, you know, because it was so deep, because he was sitting there saying how the children would have bombs on them, and, and, and you knew they was hungry, but you couldn't even feed them, you know, you couldn't even touch them, you know, you, you just would look at them and try to shoo them away, because you didn't know who was who. But this war right here, I, I, I don't know because even with the president going to speak to the Pope and trying to bring them together and stop the bombing so they can, they done blew up hospitals. You know, this thing is just terrific. And then people dogging the president out for going over there trying to help bring peace to the land. Because it's spreading everywhere. It's spreading in the United States. I mean, it's everywhere. So, you know, my thing is we had to pray. And I used to wrestle with that. Would I die? If somebody held a gun up for me and asked me to renounce Jesus, would I do it? And I used to think, no, nah, I ain't doing that. No, mm -mm. you do better just killing me without even saying nothing to it. So, you know, as I got older, my mindset has changed. But when I was younger and not understanding the um, totality of what that really meant, when I was young, I was like, no, nah, mm -mm, he on his own. So, 
he'll save me. But that was that young and dumb boo back then. But yeah, that's a good point. And Pastor Charles Bible study was good last night. Y'all missed it, y'all missed it, y'all missed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Glad you enjoyed it. Go back to cuffing. Yeah, so what is that? Probably he's talking about it's that time of season, you know, when men, men and women get together. He, he explained, explain it, Papi. So cuffing season is basically, you know what I'm saying, when people start dating, Pastor Charles, when everybody started looking for their little boo thing for, you know, the fall season. You know, it get cold during this time of year, and, and, and people be homeless, so they be looking for somebody, you know, to cuddle with, to feel warm at night with, and all that other stuff. So, you know, in that season, though, a lot of people run into some issues. And one of the issues that we were talking about was um, a situation where, you know, it's that time of the year where parents, I mean, you know, people who are co-parenting, they start calling on each other more. You know what I'm saying? They start calling on their baby daddy, baby mama more because it's time to get the kids some for Christmas. It's the middle of the school year. They running out of school supplies. They need this. They need this. They didn't run through their shoes, all this other stuff. And one of the issues that, you know, one of the couples that I was talking to, they ran into an issue because, you know, the man is out with his, his girlfriend. He out on a date with his girlfriend or they just out parlaying, whatever the case may be. And the kids call. And the man, of course, dropped everything that he's doing to go see what his kids want. And, of course, the girlfriend has an issue with that because they, she felt like that was in vain on her time, I guess. You know what I'm saying? It was an issue because... You know, he. I guess she felt like he already paying child support. What's the point of you stopping anything you do every time them kids call to rush over there when they got a mama and their mama already got a boyfriend and a man too? So, like, what is the, you know what I'm saying? What was the big deal? And I was discussing why is that a problem and should that be a problem? Now, I get it. You know, in relationships, sometimes kids going to come first, spouse going to come first, my mom and my dad might come first, whatever. But when it comes down to the scenario, I don't see where the man kind of went wrong for rushing to go get his kids. I understand what a girl kind of felt a little insecure, felt a little bad. But, I mean, as a man, Pastor Charles, and you dating, you know what I'm saying, granted, you don't got no kids outside your marriage. But if you had kids outside of your marriage and your kids called, what would you do? Say, well, I'll figure it out a little bit later on with my wife. First, first of all, if if that were something that was happening, um, I would, I mean, that would have to be a given that we would have a, that relationship would have to be there, I would imagine. I mean, I would like to be able to say that that's what it would be. But that's why I married how I married. I, won't, I don't have that kind of no, no, that's too much I don't want no baby mama issues. No, 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 don't, no. So that's why, that's why things went the way they went. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And, but yeah, um, and, I, and I specifically look for that. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I specifically wanted a girl. I wanted the woman that I married, not to have to be, um, not, you know, and again, nothing wrong, please, brother, please do not, you know, don't worry, don't, don't get any, any, um, uh, have any problems with that. But I mean, if you do, that's your problem. I don't, I ain't got a problem, but I, I was, I mean, I was looking for a woman that was free, that was free in that way. You know, if, if, if I found my wife and she wasn't, um, free that way, I guess I'd be all right. But, but I, I specifically was looking for 
uh, someone that was free of of any ha- having other children and that kind of thing right then. And that was just my little thing. I was twenty years old. What do you want? Give me give me a break, you know. I, but I found what I'm looking for, and she's nice. I like her. She she and we do good Bible study together. How about that? Amen. Amen. Now we do good Bible study together. So we, but that, Charles, that how was you good counsel? Bible study that they did together. Hey, don't, <laughs> uh-uh, don't, don't just sister read, uh-uh. Trust me, I'm not. That lady be teasing. Trust me, I'm with you. It's just how he threw that in so slick. He said, "Hey, we do 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 good Bible study together." That was so funny. Okay, and I understand that. But Pastor Charles, what about count? Like, if you cancel a couple, and you know they 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 want to get married, but she got an issue with you know what I'm saying like we want to build our own family, but we can't build our own family because every time we we got something going on, you got to jump for your kids and they mamas. Like, how do you like how do you work out that in a marriage relationship? Well, first of all, if if that is the case. Um, that is just, you know, we have that conversation. Um, let's, let's bring it all out in the open. How do you feel about it? What's going on? You know, um, and you've got to make some decisions. If you want to be with this person, this is the way things are going to go. I mean, this is what you're going to have to deal with. Now, are you willing to deal with that? Yes or no. And most of the time when they love it, dove it and got the dough eyes and looking, oh yes, I'm willing to deal with it. Then all of a sudden when stuff start happening, then they want to try to they want to cry foul, you know. And and that's that 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 ain't happened on my watch. Cause I I, I will go back right back to him and say, I told you this. We 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 discussed this. Do you want me to hear the recording? No, it's getting I don't record. But <laughs> but I, I was like, you said that this would not be a problem. So you need to make some decisions right now. If it's not going to be a problem, then don't make it one. Now, husband, now listen, this is your wife. Now, she deserves, um, she, she deserves your devotion. So if, if uh, do not be doing that. You know, you can't be because and right now, I mean, I, I, was, I had to counsel a couple recently, literally, uh, probably about a couple weeks ago. And the uh husband had the the future husband or husband now has like a like a five-year-old or something like that and and but the mama ever so often has these little issues like she needs a car or something and he wants to he let her borrow the car because that's his child you know whatever he's doing stuff and i was like dude i'm sorry but uh uh, mm -mm. you need to fix that you need if, if she's not good with it and by the way, I wouldn't be good with. I mean, I you know I'm, I'm not in that particular. But dude, why are you doing that? If, if, you didn't marry the baby mama. You didn't marry her. You, you yeah, you got her pregnant and everything, but like that. But you do not owe her. Owe but there's her no the vehicle. There ain't no sorry. obligation to the baby mama, no problem. Well, here's the thing. The sad part about it is you didn't marry her. Yeah. So I I mean I got questions. I mean I got questions. She's good enough. See, there we go. She's good enough to to lay with, but she's not good enough to marry. I got a problem with that. Keep your keep your mess to yourself. Yeah. 
and stop. It, it, see, that's too. That's too much. That's too much to deal with. That's a lot of. That's too much, man. Our, our emotions can't take it. This is why Bible tells us what to do. I mean, you know, of course, people. Some people believe that you know, the, you know, that free sex and all that kind of stuff. But the problem is, is that you have sex with the opposite sex. Guess what's going to happen? There's a there's a possibility that a baby will come because that's what it's for. It. I mean, technically, that's what it's for. You enjoy yourself in the process. Isn't that nice that God made it so that you can enjoy yourself? But that's nice. But the, the, the possibility of you having a child is there. When you have, when you, like, when you have relations with, with a man, when a man has relations with a woman, that there is a possibility that a baby could come. So let's do the math. If you do it, there's a possibility. If it happens, and things work out the way they work and the baby comes, guess what? That's called responsibility. But here's the problem. The problem is if you decide to marry someone else, now you've got to bring someone else into that particular situation. You got to figure out whether or not they, how far they want to go. Some people are just easy and whatever. And some people just are just like, I ain't doing all that. And I'm just like this. I'd rather go for the latter. I said, no. No, you can't be, you know, you you have to make sure that, that, that that's your spouse is okay with that. And I have to be able to be honest, too, because some of us who have good jobs or we have, like, some of us who are pastors and stuff like that, even in the midst of that with marriage, we have to be very, very careful um, because I have to, it, it, a lot, a lot, I teach this a lot of times that, yay, hey, the church belongs to God. That's his bride. I'm a caretaker and I do what I can do. but. If I, I, I better not let the church be my girlfriend. Okay, I'm going to mute. I know I didn't shut the room down. I know I did. No, I'm I'm here smacking. Well, well, you thank you for not smacking and not you. Yeah, Pastor Charles. Yeah. <laughs> um, with my daughter father uh i didn't call him a lot of times my daughter did and uh he thought it was me he thought it was me putting her up to it i mean he was going in on me and she heard it and she came in the room she said daddy daddy stop 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 yelling at my mama and uh, I said, didn't I tell you don't be calling your daddy and asking him for rides and all kind of stuff? And she said, I did that on my own. Mommy told me to stop, but I just did it on my own because you my daddy. And I, if I need something, I should be able to call you. And he sat down. He sat down and he looked at me. He said, I am so sorry. He said, I should have known because you, you, you would rather crawl to the grocery store than to ask somebody, when you go into the store, can I get a ride? So, you know, I had to teach her, you only call when you really need something. Other than that, please don't call. Please don't call. So I had to, we had to learn when it was important and when it wasn't. 
when she would call her dad. She the baby. That's all she knew was her daddy. You know, um, we got a picture. When he was taking a nap, he going to call himself, going to lay down and take a nap, get her to take a nap. She laying across his face. They both sleep. That's how joined they are even today. She will fight you over this man. And, you know, even when I was in a relationship with another man, he didn't, he, he didn't get it. Because he had such a rough relationship with his daughter's mother that he couldn't see how we got along. And it was hard to explain, and it made it rough for the relationship that I had to break it off. Because I was like, I'm not going to stop my daughter from calling her dad. I'm not going to do that. Because that's what he wanted me to do, was cut off all ties, period. And I said, I can't do that. So, you know, it's, it's a rocky thing. Both people had to be on the same page. Uh, all parents have to be on the same page in order for it to work. Other than that, it's, it, I don't want to say it won't work, but it make a, a rocky relationship. I love JY and uh, Deborah, how they worked that out, how they was able to get through that turbulent time and, and, and still some turbulence, but not as much. So yes, uh, it's a catch-22, I guess. It's a catch-22. I guess it's how you built, what you, what you can take and what you can't take. But yeah, uh, I'm going to leave it right there. He's smacking. Yeah, let him keep smacking off and on. Yeah. I am. This um and this basin is so good. But okay, here's a question then, Pastor Charles. And this is a question that I asked Ebony kinda earlier that I was gonna shift to. But when it comes to like relationships and marriages and stuff like that, who comes first after God? Your 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 um your hello, I'm trying to get this food. Michelle, who comes first, you know what I'm saying, in your life after God? As a single person, married person or whatever. Even when you got children, whatever. Do your children come first? Does your spouse, girlfriend come first or whatever? Or does your parents come first? I, I'm, I'm going to say this right here because when you said that, I had to start laughing because my God, my God, he tell his kids all the time, God first, then me, then my wife, y'all laugh. So that means that if we out in the boat and, 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 and the boat gets turned over or something, I'm going to save my wife first, and then I'm going to come back and get y'all. Because I might, <laughs> I, I can get more kids. <laughs> and I, was, I sat there and I looked at him, and he said, but that's really You can also get another wife. Yeah, but I, I, hey, he said, but that's what it is. Because in marriage, in the Bible, she is bone of his bone. So, you know, I was like, okay, then, you better save out for my grandkids. 
don't care what you do. Keep them all up at the same time. All five of them. Your wife and all four of my granddaughters. I don't care. Figure it out. But yeah, that, that that's a real good question, Pastor. Uh, you better answer. Well, for me, I mean, he, how about this? So God is in the center. And all of this, your spouse, your married, your, your spouse, of course, y'all are real close together. But your family, everybody revolves around him. So there's not layers of, you know, like, it's just me. I'm not, you know, knocking anybody else's stuff. But I'm just saying, if God is in the center, and then the married couple is together, and there's revolving around God, and then you have everybody else externally as you as you go along. Because, so you say your wife come first. That's uh, just say that. Just say that. Your wife go first. Well, no. See, here's the thing. God is in the center, so you know He's in the. You know, God, Jesus. I mean, I'm saying after God. God. <laughs> but see, but what I'm saying is, that God is in the center, so we're all revolving around Him. But my closest person right now in my life is my wife. That's my closest person, and the Bible tells me that if uh, to leave and cleave. So there we go. So my wife is the first. My my spouse, my wife. And then everything, everybody else kind of layers on uh, layers around that. Um, now, do I always like it that way? I mean, you know, hey, it's like everything else. You're going to deal with, you know, your ups and downs. But I think you, you just have to make it so that you have to have a thought process that, yes, this person who I am yoked with, that is my spouse, is going to be the one. Now, yeah. uh, as, lo as loving as we look, me and my wife look, we don't always like each other. But our commitment to one another is is what makes this thing work. And I hope that makes sense too. It's our it's about commitment. It's about what we it's about what we said we were gonna do. And guess what? We're doing it. Hallelujah. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mama Lynn, what about for a person like you? I mean, I know you're not married, but it'll probably be your kids come first, right? I know for me, it'll be my parents because, I mean, I'm in a different perspective. I don't really, you know, I date loosely. <laughs> I date loosely and I don't have no kids. So for me, it'd be my parents first. Well, after God, of course, like Pastor Charles say, it's God in the center. Then me, I'm like the moon revolving around it. And then after that, my mom is like Mars and Saturn and all that other good stuff. So that would be that would be my order because at the same time, hey, I don't I'm not in a position where I'm ready to put somebody on the same level as me. And then if I put somebody on the same level as me, that means they gotta hold they got they gotta hold me down. And Pastor Charles, I think a lot of us in this generation aren't used to trusting people to hold us down. And that's what I think a marriage requires. So in cuffing season, you know what I'm saying, people gonna you know, people don't build relationships out of the desire, out of the desire to want somebody around. But the thing about it is, once summer and spring start hitting and, you know, the heat start coming out and all the other good stuff, guess what? Everybody want to be single, independent, and live their best life. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, that that's the whole thing. I don't quite understand that. Because if you want to be single, stay, then by all means, stay that way. Don't be, don't be, don't be messing up someone else's life. Don't nobody want to be and, single you know, in the not, cold, though. But guess what? Tough. Get yourself a get yourself a coat. 
Sure. I want somebody to take home to Thanksgiving. I need somebody to take home for Christmas. <laughs> I don't want to be single Stay home. during this season. Stay home. Life. Stay, you know, get a coat. Go to go to Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> well, I guess that will be one reason. I mean, <laughs> one option. But I think a lot of times people do come for the season because, I mean, hey, there is a desire after the summer. And then, I ain't going to cap, a lot of times people that met during the summertime, met their summer fling, their spring fling. We then went throughout the summer together trying to get to know each other and all that other stuff. And then here comes this cold weather, and we might as well just start cuddling together. We might as well just start having movie nights instead of, you know, uh, going to the park, you know, might as well just Netflix and chill. And that's how these things happen. So I think it's very interesting. Um, I know another question I definitely wanted to ask, um, and it was more so to single people, is about, you know, the dating aspect of dating with children. We even see it, we were talking about it earlier, Pastor Charles, how um, there are several states trying to sue Meta and Instagram um, for their addictive behavior and stuff like that. And when we look at, you know, this this conversation about relationships and dealing with cuffing season, one of the big things that breaks up relationships um, in addition to money is, you know, parenting, how you handle your kids and stuff like that. And during this season, of course, when kids need more and more, like I said, it's the middle of the school year, Christmas is coming up, there's oftentimes a divide in you know, and in parenting, how people handle certain things, how people deal with certain parenting, you know, uh, traits and how, you know, how people just do stuff, period, when it comes to parenting. Some people whoop their kids, some people don't. Some people celebrate Christmas, some people don't. Some people think their kids need a lot for Christmas, some people don't. You know what I'm saying? So there's always the different parenting styles that a lot of people face when it comes to dating. But when, with that being stated, how do you feel about a person who has a kid and wants to date but is not comfortable with other people around their kid just yet. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to date, you want to be in that atmosphere, but at the same time, you know, dating together or parenting together is something that, you know, you have to grow into, especially when you have a child that's actually already developed. He's five, six, seven. You know what I'm saying? So he's watching mommy's behavior. He's watching daddy's behavior. You know what I'm saying? So how do you feel when it comes to, uh people or parents or individuals who are trying to date you know what i'm saying with kids and are trying to merge those lives i, th- I think this is just uh me talking about it i guess i'm thinking mm-hmm. that you have to just make some uh decisions on, on that in that realm uh you know some people are saying hey you know i've got these kids and that's all i got and i'm not trying to mess that up i just i don't yeah. want them to see all this kind of stuff so you have to make some concessions and say you know if that's what you want to do then you have to uh, abide by that by being very very uh strategic in that um there are others who who say i'm not going to date because i don't want my kids to see that kind of thing and then they wait and they wait till the kids get grown and everything and and then they go and they want to find somebody that's that's the way some of them are but I think that's just the whole. Uh, I think it's, that's the be that's the, the, the eye of the beholder. Whoever wants to do that, that's what they do. Um, I don't have a I don't have an answer for that because I know uh, for a fact that most most of us, um, you know, most of us want 
love or want relationships. Some do and some don't. Some may have been hurt so that they don't want not they don't want nothing to do with nobody. They just, you know, just love their kids and keep it moving, you know? You know, so it just depends. Yeah, understandable. Understandable. I think parenting is a real factor when it comes to like relationships and how you build relationships. Cause I mean, everybody doesn't want their kids exposed to everything. And you know, sometimes when you are raised by you know, sometimes when you're raised differently than the person that you're dating, y'all do have different outlooks on how you parent and your parenting style. Um, but at the same time, like I said, merging the, those things and being adults about it is, I think, what a lot of people kind of miss out on because they don't know how to, you know, nurture nurture a child. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody, nobody has a perfect handbook, I guess. Nobody has a perfect handbook, I guess, on parenting especially trying to date and parent. You know what I'm saying? Of course, a lot of us probably seen our parents date and, you know, it was like, oh, well, this uncle so-and-so, this uncle so-and-so. You know what I'm saying? And now this generation, they're way more open with it. Yeah, your, your daddy got a girlfriend. Oh, yeah, your mama got a little boyfriend. But at the same time, how do you, you know, how do you build that strength in that relationship even when, like you say, maybe, for example, you know, I got a child, but you know, my girlfriend, she has a boyfriend and granted my child stay with her and her boyfriend. How do I build that relationship and that bond with my child, with the baby mama, and possibly even with that, that other man to ensure that my child is, you know, covered without feeling insecure because I feel like that's what a lot of young men go through. They oftentimes even feel threatened by other men being in the home, raising their children. That's a that's a whole thing. Um, see, that's that's a lot of emotional baggage and a lot of stuff that you know you don't want to even have. And I think my younger days um, of being a stepchild or and seeing that whole scenario, maybe mm-hmm. I think I just kind of like made up in my mind. This is why I'm not having no kids out of wedlock. <laughs> yeah. okay, that was my, that was my, that was my thing. You know, I just didn't like it. I just didn't like the feel of it. I wanted the kids that I had to be able to feel loved because that's all I had. I had a container and energy for, if that makes sense. So I just kind of, you know, I just, I just made, made it so that I would not do that. I just made, I just, that was a, that was a whole thing in my, in my, um, in my mind, in my heart, you know, I just did not want that, you know, cause I don't have the, I don't, I didn't feel like in my mind, I had the capacity to be able to do that. And, and I didn't. And so I made a decision not to do it. So there we go. Understandable, understandable. I don't think everybody can handle having kids um outside of a relationship. I think that throws in another mix and another dynamics of the relationship that a lot of people may not be fully ready for. So yeah, I think it's it's definitely understandable. But even with counseling, you know, uh counseling a couple, doing marriage cup uh therapy and all this other stuff, one of the questions I probably will always ask is, is this something that you guys can tolerate from each other? Like, can you love even, you know, can you love her child as though it was yours? You know what I'm saying? That's why I definitely ask a man. And same with the, that that woman. Can you love his children as though they were yours and not allow it to be a conflict in your marriage and your relationship? If y'all become one, 
those are your children now too. And I think oftentimes, you know, this younger generation, we can be sometimes so selfish that we don't see it like this. We see, okay, well, hey, I'm married. This is my wife, this is my man. And them, them his kids, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're not our kids, them his kids, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I think that's where a lot of times the problems do come in. Because especially if you're in a relationship with somebody, if you get married to somebody, like you said earlier, y'all become one. So at the same time, that's not just his kids anymore. Them your kids, you know what I'm saying? And I think we have to be more accountable of that in relationships, you know what I'm saying? Even though the man leave, you know, I mean, left that girl, you know what I'm saying, to, to be in a relationship in a marriage with you those are still his kids and with you marrying him you have to be considerate enough to say okay well yeah he married me but i married him and his kids just like with 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 men when when a man marries a woman you know what i'm saying we don't got no choice but to marry her and her kids you know what i'm saying but at the same time i think sometimes women they i don't know essence you you in the room you probably can help me out elder you can probably help me out y'all can probably help me out because i think with women it's I went through that. Different. You went through that, Mama. Okay. I went through that. Um, My son's father, uh, when he got married, uh, when he got engaged, and he was getting married, his father came to me and told me, he said, "I need you to tell our son that I'm getting married." Said, "Ain't my that ain't my job. That ain't on me. That's on you. You gotta tell him." Yeah. I'm not getting ready to pin that one on me. So <laughs> then when he told him, he got excited. He was like, I'm going to be your ring bearer. I'm going to be your ring bearer. Then he looked at me. He said, he said, uh, he whispered, you tell him he can't be in the wedding. I said, Ooh. I ain't going to tell him that either. Wow. That's on you. That ain't on me. So the dynamic started. For five year old, four five year old, four year old, five year old kid that uh he got lost in the shuffle. And it that relationship went down here from there. So therefore, since uh I ain't gonna be in your wedding, I'm not coming. And he got mad because my son didn't want to come and I wasn't gonna make it. Nope, I ain't gonna make it. That ain't that ain't my issue. I stayed out of it. So then they got mad at me because I didn't wasn't making him come, and it was his aunt, his brother's, his father's sister, that said, "No, you can't blame her, and you can't blame this baby. You blame the daddy. This on the daddy. This ain't on the mama, and this ain't on the child. Because I feel like here, some of, some of the other people in the family." That boy, if she gonna marry him, she gotta accept his child. Yeah. And it 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 it, it was a dominant, it was a battle. But as y'all know, Mike and his father became more closer before his father died. So yeah, it it it's it's a rough dynamic. And I so I'm like, I kind of understand that. I definitely understand that. But at the same time, I would be confused into why, like, he wouldn't have wanted him in the wedding. Like, because at the same time, like I said, if if I'm a father, ain't no stopping. I don't care if I'm not marrying your mama. That's not going to stop me 
from engaging in your life. That's not going to stop me from. Most people say the weirdness for the bride, not for the groom. The weird, I'm that not don't matter. They're my, my kids. My large niece, if I ever heard. We get married. We putting our money together right. for this marriage. He should have just as much say over what's going on in the wedding as she do. But most of them say it's for the bride, not for the uh for the groom. So hey, it was her wedding, what she wanted, and hey, that's it. See, and that's why I would say that's kind of selfish on her part, because you know you marrying a man with kids. So you have to be considerate of that man's kids. You will want the same with your kids. Like, I don't understand how women can do that. Now, Essence, you might be able to help me out because I agree with Carlette what she said in the comments about when she was dating and her son was younger. Of course, they were meeting and interacting with her son because unless they was more on a more serious path, um, they knew she had a child, but me and him and being around him, that was a no. And I can understand that. But at the same time, if we moving towards marriage at this point, yeah, like your son, expect, well, from a man's perspective, yeah, your son going to be in my life. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm marrying you. But then even on the other end, if I if I got some kids and, and I got a baby mama, I must, even though my, the baby mama ain't going to be at the wedding, but the kids definitely going to be at the wedding and in the wedding. The baby mama probably going to be at the wedding. Guess what? She's the baby mama and them her kids. But at the same time, they're my kids too. And them our kids as well. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Them not, those are our kids. Granted, I married you, but at the same time, you married me. I came with kids, just like you come with kids. <laughs> right, Dr. Jacob? <laughs> like, how would you counsel somebody like that? Like, y'all won. <laughs> Good morning. I am. I have been in and out of the conversation. Please update me on what the conversation is all about. So it's cuffing season. It's just cuffing season. And, you know, people's getting engaged, married, day, and then all this other stuff. We getting ready to propose because it's Christmas time and stuff like that. And it's Thanksgiving. We taking kids home and all this other crap that be going on. It's cuffing season. And one of the things, you know, that I do is I just I just host, have casual conversation with people and stuff like that. And one of the couples I was talking to, they was having some issues because, you know, the parenting issues. The man left. The girlfriend dropped everything that he was doing, left the girlfriend, he was out chilling or whatever the case may be, I don't know. But he left there, dropped what he was doing to go get his kids, to go do something with his kids. His kids called and he ran and met the need for his kids. The girlfriend was kind of mad, upset um, for multiple reasons. He, he, I think he on child support, so she already think he do enough just by paying child support. So I was having a rush to be there, you know what I'm saying? Every time they call, shouldn't be his main issue. He should be focusing on building a family with her and all the other issues. And, you know, it was just, it was just some, some interesting stuff. And then we talked about, well, when it comes to dating and relationships and stuff like that, or even when you're single, who comes first? You know what I'm saying? After God, do you put your kids first? Do you put your spouse first, your girlfriend? Do you put your parents first? Who do you put first? And then we just kind of shifted to the dynamic of understanding how building a relationship works when you have a kid with a single parent, you know what I'm saying, who may be trying to date and get into a relationship. How do you engulf th those dynamics? Because dating is one thing when y'all both single and y'all both got y'all own house, your own car. But but it's another whole different thing when you dated and one of y'all got kids. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe both of y'all might have kids. From the scenario right now that we're just talking about, you know what I'm saying? As a man and I got kids and I'm trying to marry this woman, a woman should not have a problem with me having kids. Like me having kids. Granted, 
me and the baby mama not together, and I be feeling sorry for baby for men who don't marry a baby mama. But okay, you and the baby mama not together. But at the same time, that shouldn't stop him from having a successful relationship with this woman. Because yeah, I won. Them your kids too. If he got kids, oh well, you marry this man and he got kids too. Granted, they may stay with that woman. But oh well, like I don't, I'm trying to understand the dynamic of them having a relationship in, with kids. So I will never. <laughs> Come on, Issa, because I know you got a good opinion on this. You say this. I just, <laughs> now that I have so right, like I went majority of my, I went a good portion of my adult life without children. I have always said, right, you know, even in that, before I had children, I have always said, your kids come first. You Uh know, if it's a thing of you can't make the time, then we need to have a conversation, right? Of, okay, I may not have kids. Now, I'm speaking this prior to 2020. This is Uh my mindset. Prior to 2020. And it's still somewhat in now, right? So, if you know, you don't have the time because you have young children. Then we need to talk about what we doing. We need to shift what we doing because your kids right now come before me. <laughs> your mm. kids come before me. Mm. You know, if you got to stop and go get your kids, I understand that. Now, don't use that. Don't lie to me and tell me you got to go get kids and you doing something else. I got an issue with that. But if you really got to drop what you're doing to go get your kids because something happens, I understand now that I have a child. I understand that more than when I did before I had children. I've always understood it because I've always worked with kids, whether that was in church setting or community setting. So I'm not privy. I'm not unfamiliar with stuff just happening and even having friends with kids and having God children and being aunt being TT to so many people's kids. Like I understand things with kids can happen at any point in time. Right. And so I have an issue now, especially as a mother, I have an issue with people who get mad at people for going to take care of their kids. (laughs) Because then it's going to be an issue when they got you out here looking bad and looking like a deadbeat daddy and it's you looking like you complacent in that shit. Excuse my French, y'all. Let me, let me, let me keep that down because we record, but... Like you look real complacent. <laughs> you look real complacent when you get a man who don't really take care of their kid the way they should. Child support will never be enough. I didn't. Child support will never be enough. Never, ever, ever be enough. Um, that is just the financial aspect of it. That is the reimbursement to the mother for what you don't do, for what the man does not do, because we know that it's more than just clothes, diapers, wipes, underwear, socks, undershirts, but it's also activities. And it's also, we got to feed these suckers with these, these little, these little crotch fruits and you know, doctors and, 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 and all this extra stuff that we do, you know, as parents, it's always going to be more. So child support is just a financial aspect. There's still time. There's still, you still got to be a parent to this child. So I will never understand or I will never get with any woman who is complacent with a man just paying child support because if the shoe was on the other foot, you would not be okay with that. I'm speaking this from experience. (laughs) I'm speaking this from experience. Like I will never understand that. I will never get with that. And I will never respect a woman who believes that. Like you doing enough just by paying child support. No, 
I still got to be present in my child's life. And that's just not on a weekend daddy basis. That's on a daily, weekly, you know, that's just not a weekend visit I'm going to spend time. No, I'm a parent 24-7. And it goes both ways, not only for mamas, but for daddies, too. It goes both ways. That would never. No, 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 no. We should be doing, parents should be doing, and I'm. this is for mothers, too. Also pay child support. So this is just not, you know, me speaking as a mother who is co-parenting with another person that we are not together. I'm speaking from the aspect of parenting, period. We should, it, it takes more than money. It takes money to raise kids, but it also takes more than money. It takes your time. It takes you being fully present and fully engaged in the life of your child. And so I will never, I will never cape with a woman who say that who's dating a man and gets mad when he has to drop what he's doing to go get his kids. Then maybe, just maybe, you need to either shift your expectations or y'all need to have a conversation about what y'all doing in y'all relationship. Because if you don't feel like he's giving you enough time to move on with somebody who don't have kids or maybe have kids that don't require as much because they're older or don't require as much time, as much attention because they're older or they're grown. Find you somebody with some grown kids. <laughs> if you can't get with that, that's all I'm saying. So, yeah. Well, if you pay attention to the way a person does what comes from them and not just what comes because of them, um, you'll always understand how they're going to treat you. If hey, man, man, sir. Hello. If a man, if a man will disrespect, deny, um, um, ignore the fruit of his own loins, if he'll ignore what comes from him, just because you come because of him, doesn't mean that he's going to do you better. How can I, how can I, how can ah, I disrespect? Say that again, Reverend. Rewind. Say that again. I'm not fooling with you today, Ebony. I'm not doing it. Um, <laughs> well, say it again anyway, Jacob. Say it Wrong again magazine. Anyway. That's Essence. <laughs> just, just, excuse me, Essence. Just because I make you come don't mean that, that I'm going to, just, just because I'm the reason you come does not mean that I'm going to treat you better than what came from me. You better talk in this local thing. Hello, sir. That's good. <laughs> You're, you're just something to do if I can't respect what comes out of me, what is the fruit of what I am, what is everything that I am, because my children is everything that I am and everything that their parent, their, their, their mother is um, all combined into one. And if I'll disrespect myself with disrespecting my children, then what makes you think I'm going to treat your children or anything that we have together um, properly? If a man does not, or a woman does not treat, I tell the young men in my church, listen, if a woman that you decide to date has children, look at her children before you look at, before you start dating her. Before you really get committed to dating her, look at her children. Talk. If a, a woman, if, if your man that you're talking to has children already, find out how he's doing his children. If he's only paying child support, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, regardless of how much of a, a, a be his his ex is no matter how much she's uh, dirty or whatever um, that has nothing to do with there's no bearing on the children uh, and if you're not letting me see my children we go into court uh, it's just that simple uh, and and what 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 if he's not doing anything to take care of his kids if he's not doing anything out outside of giving them money 
then he won't do anything for your kids that you have with him and he won't do anything for you. Um, so you have to you have to look at uh, a person's responsibility before they're responsible to you. If they're not even wait before we get there, if they're not even taking care of their own bills, how can you trust them with your account? Um, so you, if if you're wasting your 24 hours, what are you going to do with my 24 hours? If you're not doing nothing with your life, what makes you going to think that that getting connected with me? That means that now you're a liability to me from the jump because you're not doing nothing with you. So what me me putting myself in there going to do? Either you're going to stagnate, stagnate me or motivate me. But if you're not even motivating yourself, how are you going to motivate me? I'm just talking. Uh, but yeah, that's it. I, can I ask something to uh, uh, Prophet Jacob? You know, we got deadbeat mamas and we got deadbeat daddies. So we got sperm donors and egg donors. Even when it comes to the finances. First of all, if, if the other parent is not doing what they're supposed to do or giving you a hard time by seeing your child, like Pastor, uh, Prophet Jacob said, go to court. Because if you they the court wasn't in the bed when y'all did it, but if you want to put the court in it, let's put the court in. Number one. Number two, if you feel like that other parent is not using the funds that you submit over child support, the things you do over child support, keep documentation. And write it down in the moment. If you send money, if you send money for something they said, document it when you send it. If you send it through cash ship, that's what that memo section for. If you send it whatever way, there's a memo section. If you want to drop it off, drop off a money order. Drop off a cash ship check. And put on there what it's for. Because when you do have to go to court, you got a paper trail. And the paper trail tells, if you got to go to court, the paper trail tells the whole story. It'll tell the whole story. So I'll also say this, unfortunately, and I know this from people personally who have done this, men who have done this. Unfor the unfortunate thing about the paper trail though, Elder, is that while the court should care about it, the courts don't care about it. And I have seen many mothers monopolize. I've seen many mothers monopolize and say, no, nah, I want to back that child support to birth. It happened to a former supervisor of mine. He said his daughter was born. He went and bought shoes, clothes, filled her up, got her diapers, got her wipes, got her formula for the first year. He got the receipts, got all that, showed that in court. And that court, that judge in Shelby County, Tennessee, told him that is a gift. And the, the, the mama told his baby mama, his daughter's mama told the court, said he ain't been doing nothing. And the judge was like, I'm sorry, that is a gift. So that's the other flip side to that, too. Unfortunately, it is up to the discretion of the judge whether they want to count that or not. They should count it, but it's up to that judge's discretion, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. And this yeah, happens. I have heard that because I'm, I'm from Shelby County. And that's yeah. why I was born and raised. I'm from Shelby County. Yeah, I Shelby know that's County why I'm saying. That. For that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, like this happened in, in Shelby County Juvenile Court. I don't know the judge's name. I, I don't remember. This, this person told me this story years ago. But he did that, was taking care of his kid while he was, you know, at going to school at Lane and doing all this other stuff and paying for her and did that stuff. And she went and told that judge that he wasn't doing nothing. And he was had the proof and the receipts and the pictures to prove it. 
just didn't care. Just did not care. It, it's a little better now, a little bit, but it used to be real bad back in the day. Yes, ma'am, you are correct. But it's a little I'm better. I'm about to say probably because like, most of them judges now are black. So, I'm saying. Yeah, so, <laughs> and, and, that, and, and that's the thing. When they have uh, color, they got a little melon in the skin. It's amazing. Some of them, we do better by other ethnicities because you know, so yeah, it, it has gotten a little better in the court system. But back in the day when I was growing up, you are exactly right. It was a war horse. It was it was bad. I mean, the truth of the matter is you have these um, young lady, and I'm trying to put this as nicely as I possibly can, that because she thought that having a baby was going to keep him, um, when it didn't, they used child support as a uh you gonna take care of me one way or the other amen so you have these um i will say troglodytes who are out here uh just getting pregnant so that they don't have to work they don't have to i know a mother right now who has nine children nine children she gets almost what eighteen nineteen hundred dollars a month in food stamps uh, and she lives in uh, on a uh, section eight. So she has a house, a nice house that she's paying for with section eight. Uh, and, and when I say she's paying for it, I'm not talking about she's renting it. She's using her section eight to, for her mortgage. Uh, and literally, uh, they are giving her TANF and this and that, and all of the fathers, just about all of the fathers are paying child support. She's living high on the hog and don't even have to do a thing and literally does nothing, sells most of her food stamps. So I, 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 what about, we have to, to also look at those people who literally, and I'm not even talking about the, the jokers who are running around here making nine and 10 babies and they paying 14 cents and $15 a, a month because they have too many children out here and they can't make them pay more than that because there's no possible way they can earn <laughs> uh, the, the, they, they would have to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week in order to earn anything that would actually take care of the needs of a child. Um, so, and I, listen, after a certain point, I, I believe in castration. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. God bless. I think Tennessee does, after so many children, because if, if Tennessee is good at that part, after so many children, your phone stamp is on top. It's a cap amount. My mother worked, worked Ohio, for Ohio DHS. Is like, Ohio's like that too. I know somebody yeah. here. My, my mother worked for that, and, you know, to certify pay. After so many, in Tennessee, it may be like six. It, it used to wrap. It, that, that amount ain't going up no further. Yeah, no. There's this guy here. He has, and y'all probably, if y'all used to watch Yama, you saw him on the episode when she had the fathers on there. And she was doing work with him. He was on there. He has like 20 some kids and literally like, there's no point. I know, and I know another friend who's in there, her daughter's father has multiple kids and she gets $5 every so often because he has so many kids. <laughs> so yeah, they do cap it. Okay, how is it? That's my crazy. question is this, how is these women not find out that some of these men don't have all these kids before they have a kid with them. 
I mean, to be honest, because people like to have sex. Yeah, they don't pretty much. Right, I was gonna say a lot of people don't even be wanting to know and they'll be telling because a lot of people don't take accountability. Now, for a woman, I think it's kind of harder for you to hide your kid, but at the same time, most women ain't always like Carlessa ain't always introducing their kid to these men that they dating off top. Like that's that's not something that's common. So. I think that could be another factor as well. If I had a kid, I ain't trying to introduce him or her to every every woman that I date, you know what I'm saying? Because at the same time, my kid is already in here, already part of my life, and you coming into my life. I'd rather get to know you before you get to know my kid. I'm just saying. They got enough uncles. They don't need no more uncles. Yeah, and even... <laughs> even, even I didn't, they ain't got to meet this guy, but somewhere somebody... A red flag is out there somewhere because you in the high. But some people, but some people also don't. Some people, like Carlos said, you like to have sex. So right, if that's what you're doing, ain't no relationship, ain't no strings attached. Sometimes things happen and things slip up, and boop, here's a baby. And if said person is too far along and don't believe in termination of pregnancy by means of DNC or DNE. Um, electively, then we got a baby coming in nine, ten months, or if that were, if the, just, you know, if the baby decides to come early, but nine, ten months, we got a baby coming, you know, and so, but that is also irresponsibility, because, you know, wrap it up, you know, things happen, but do your best, if that's not what the intention is, do your best to protect yourself from that type of situation, not even just um babies i know that's what we talk about but even just stds stis that you can't get rid of you know those type of things there are things you know more than babies that come after that so we have to be responsible in that way too so and soul ties i taste it really we'll talk about that please talk about it <laughs> He was being facetious. <laughs> but that plays into these folk, it. That does play into it. It does, but these young, these young folks ain't laying down thinking about no thinking about no They don't call it a soul tie. They say, somebody just can't let him or her go. They don't call it a soul tie. They say that. Hello? We go, where you go, Prophet? We here. I'm sorry. I'm just over here being this dog. Yeah, I know my dog over here be acting a fool, so I be having to whistle. But, yeah, I can agree. I think this is kind of interesting because me as a man, um, I couldn't say I wouldn't date a woman who has kids because I probably would. I definitely, I definitely probably would. But at the same time, I wouldn't want to be a man, too, that has kids and then I had trying to find love and trying to find a relationship because I ain't gonna cap and this is just my experience maybe or not even my experience just from what I can tell from the outside looking in I think it's a little bit more difficult for a woman to accept a man with kids than it is for I think a man to accept this woman with kids like I think men of course you know most women have kids and if we like her we're gonna accept them kids period but I think for a lot of women a lot of women don't want to deal with 
you know, a man who has kids, who has to deal with, you know, a baby mama and all that other stuff. Like, I mean, being honest, yeah. There are, and I think, because I've gotten this even in my dating journey, right? And I've had to explain my situation <laughs> to people mm-hmm. uh, that think, oh, you know, you trying to date, you still with baby dad? No, because it wasn't even that, you know? Um, and so even still, I will say this though, it takes a special person to really understand and give grace um, because there are a bunch of men, let me make this clear, especially on these clubhouse streets and these rooms I'll be going into, Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of and podcasts I be coming across on TikTok. There are a bunch of men who do not want to date women with children and blame the woman. Facts <laughs> for the you factory right the lack lack of presence of the man in the home. You know it's do better, choose better when they don't know how we got to that point. And so you know there are a lot of men who don't want to date women. Even though my sister tells me all the time, your stock go up as a mother, being a mother, <laughs> because men get to see that part of you, that nurturing part of you. There are still a bunch of men who don't want to do that. And but then there are but equally as much there are a bunch of women who don't want to deal with the baby mama. And they assume and because of child is a certain age that that person is still dealing with the other parent and all that good stuff. And that's not always the case. And so yeah, yeah like I but I'll say this though. Even in just in my own situation, I am very particular. <laughs> um, even before I had children, I was very particular about letting someone I'm talking to in my space. Like it takes a minute for you to even meet my mama. You may meet her on accident, but it ain't because I brought you to yes. the house <laughs> to meet her. It was she heard you on the phone, or she may have saw you when you came and got me, or. I may have talked to you, but you ain't just downright met her because I intentionally said, I want you to meet my mother formally. And it was bad when my grandfather was alive, too. Like, I, you, ain't nobody ever say that. So it's even more so now because I have a child. I have to be mindful, like, okay. And that's why I have also said that I could not date anyone who does not have children. Because until you have a child, you can never understand that my life, my time ain't my own most days. And that's going to, unless you've dated single mothers before, you will never understand. You will never understand it. And it's going to be a constant frustration because I don't have the time you think I have. (laughs) Even when my baby gone, I still got stuff to do. I still need to do this. Like like right now, I need to wash clothes. I need to get his school clothes ready for the week. I need to, you know, do a couple of other things to get some things in order. And he has a doctor's appointment. So even in those moments, my time is not my own even when he's not with me. So if you've never dated a mother or a single mother, you will never understand that. And you will be perpetually frustrated by the lack of time because our time is not our own in most days, in most cases. Um, So I will also say that. So I'm ever so mindful. I have decided I would never date no one who does not have children and who doesn't have, or they have children that they don't take care of. That's the other caveat too. So that part, that's an interesting point. Yeah, since I never heard it like that. Somebody who doesn't they have children because they don't understand. That is that is a very interesting point. <laughs> That's mature of you too, because I mean, yeah, it will take a lot of patience. Because then you like you don't want to be raising two men. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
So I get that. I definitely understand that. This is a cool topic. Okay. Anybody else want to jump in and chime in right there before we, you know what I'm saying, get ready to close on that? Or whatnot? Yes, ma'am. Probably. Yes, ma'am. You know, yes, ma'am. Uh, Essence yes, made a great uh, point about that child support, child support stuff. You know, even my daughter's father at one point thought, well, you, you get child support. So I told her, I said, uh, hey, your daddy, uh, go to the drugstore and get your medication. He wasn't realizing that I was taking her child support check and adding money to it to get her medication. He went to the drugstore and he came back and he said, I couldn't get one of your medication because it was over $100. I said, oh, now you see, huh? (laughs) Now you see. I'm just not taking her child support money and doing whatever, whatever, whatever. Your little child support money don't even pay for her medication because I have to add money to it. Her medicine a month was costing me over $300 a month. So, you know, so, and and it depended on the month because when spring and and summer and fall, here here we go with the, you need the inhalers because you got asthma and then you, the allergy medicine, you know, that stuff, you, 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 sometimes you have to double stock on that stuff. So, yeah, so, you know, it's a great point, but I, I was even to the point where uh, you got kids. How you and your children's mother get along? Uh, are you there for your kids? How you react with your kids? How your kids react with you? How often do you see your kids? Do you take them shopping? One guy told me, no, I don't take them shopping. They get child support. I said, oh, okay then. Then one day he said, I haven't heard from you. I said, you don't take care of your kids. We have nothing in common. (laughs) Because it's more than just child support. I even know a young lady that paid child support. But she understood that it costs more than just child support to take care of her child. So, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. My daughter don't want kids. I used to be upset about it. I ain't upset about it no more. I look at her and say, God, thank you, Jesus. She don't want kids. <laughs> it, it, it's crazy out here. It is crazy out here. But her nieces and nephews and her friends' kids are her kids. So yeah, I I I uh this child support is a beast. But we we have to stop saying just because we pay child support, mm-mm, it's more to it, it's more to it, it's more to it. Just like I can't I detest a married woman saying I feel like a single mother. That just that just sends me into a tailspin. Well, even when my daughter-in-law said it, I told her, you don't know what you're talking about and you need to be quiet. You ain't got a clue. So you need to be quiet. Because you're speaking something in your life that you really don't want. 
you really don't want it. And I'm telling you, you don't want it. I haven't heard it said in a while. But no, y'all stop saying that. And I'm going to end right there. <laughs> Nick, didn't they, did, didn't they uh, recently put into law that you can't put someone on child support until they get a DNA test? Thank God for that. Only one. certain, only certain states. Only Ohio, certain states. Ohio, you have to take a DNA test. You know, Ohio, you have to. I know it was a man somewhere. I, th- I want to say Detroit or Michigan. He paid child support for a child that's not even his. Literally, well, right now. If you sign the birth certificate in the hospital. He never signed the birth certificate. His DNA don't even match, but the judge refused to let it go. They got him mixed up with another man. And the woman won't even say that is not the man. But everybody else keeps telling, saying that is not the man. So there's a such thing as a biological father and a legal father. There are men who are the legal fathers that are not the biological father. And that's how they're sticking with that judge. Unfortunately, and those that's one of the ways the system is flawed when it comes to support, financial child, financial support of a child, is that if you are declared the legal father of that child, however that comes, and there was no DNA. It's a long day. It's time to wrap it up and start working. <laughs> we need to wrap it up. It's part Google. Um, there's a such thing as a biological father and legal father, unfortunately. There are a lot of folks who are not the biological father, who are the legal fathers. I know someone personally, actually one of my son's siblings, is not his biological, it's not his biological But legally, my son's father is her father. Because he didn't need to do what he needed to do legally to get that rectified. And so he's still paying child support for her. So, yeah. Well, this man don't even know the woman. He have no idea. That's what I'm saying. The judges he, declared that still taking her. The judges declared that man. That man declared that man. That man. And he been fighting it for day one. I, I'm gonna have to dig that article up because I was like, "What? How? What in the world?" And this man said, "It's legally destroying his life." Because he's and he said it makes so bad he can't even see child. He's prohibited from what I from what I understand. Not I didn't understand that one either, so I don't know. But Jay, why can help us out with that uh, dating situation you was talking about? Well, he married now. But yeah, Jay, why you 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 kind of married into the situation that we were kind of talking about? like dating with kids and how it becomes merged because that's oftentimes you know when a man marries a woman you know what i'm saying you marrying her and her kids but sometimes we don't see that dynamic work out the same way when it comes to you know the other way around recently one of the scenarios that i was talking about was how a man was dating this girl and the girl was getting married uh or wanted to get married to the man or wanted to be with the man or whatnot but the man kept having issues with the girl because every time they would have like intimate moments and all this other stuff, you know what I'm saying? The kids was calling, the kids needed something. 
And the woman felt like, oh, well, hey, they mama over there with her. And they mama got a man. So why do you have to keep jumping? You know what I'm saying? Every time them kids call, especially if you're already on child support or all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I definitely can understand her point. But at the same time, if it was, you know what I'm saying? If the shoe was on the other foot, we want this man to marry the woman and the kids. But now it's like women don't always want to marry the man and his kids. Like, you know what I'm saying? This man come with kids, he come with kids. And as a woman, I think, you know, you got to be woman enough, have the big kahunas enough to say, okay, well, if I like this man, I'm marrying this man, want to be with this man, I got to be willing to accept that he got a, he got kids and he got a baby mama. Like, period. Like, do you, how do you feel about that dynamic? Because I know you, you know what I'm saying? You had kids and practice never had kids when, um, when y'all got married. But how did that, you, like, how did y'all make that dynamic work with y'all dating and y'all having kids? Okay, well, um, maybe Jay, why not there? I don't see how you see her point. Look at that. If my kids are, if my kids need me, um, you gonna run to them, and I get it. If it's interrupting your intimate moments, who cares? If 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 it's interrupting your intimate moment and you're mad about about me going to see my kids and it's interrupting that intimate moment, you only see me as temporary anyway. Because we're gonna have more intimate moments. True, true. So you, you, you all, you're already telling me. She should be encouraging you to go see about your kids. But what I think she probably got jealous because at the same time, it's like, what a mama is? What a mama boyfriend that's, is? That's, that's what I try to tell you. If you're jealous of my kids, we're already in outs. We're already on the outs because mm, you can't yeah. be jealous of what belongs to me. Because if you're looking at them as as, okay, they belong to you, but they're not mine, then that means you're not even invested in really my life. Right. You're only invested in what you want from me. You have nothing to do with me. That's good. Because they're me. So you can't tell me you love me, but you're jealous of my kids. You can't separate the two. So if you have a problem with my kids, to hell with you. My kids come. Yeah. <laughs> My kids come first. So, yeah, I, at a moment's notice, if any, and one of my children, church and everything else, be y'all can have it. Any one of my kids say they need me. Sunday morning, somebody got, somebody got to preach. I'm on my way to my child. I don't care. Those are my first responsibilities. No, those are my first joys. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you is my prayer. That's it. <laughs> I would look at it like this, and it's just me. This just me. My thought would be, well, he he's showing me that he takes his responsibility for his children for real. So that let me know if we really got together and we had children, my children would be okay. That let me know he responsible. Now, I ain't for no okie doke. Don't be talking about you going to see your kids, but you going to do something else. Now, mm -mm 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 -mm. Right, you're trying I'm to go sneak and lay with the baby mama again. <laughs> but that, 
but if you actually going to see it and and sometimes i'm gonna say can i go with you to show the kids that i got your daddy's back so yeah uh let's let's be real about this everybody done checked out the church Right. Hey, it's 11 o'clock. Google said it's time to wrap it up and go to work. And I ain't going to cap. I need to be wrapping it up myself so I can go to work. But here's my last question. At what time, what age would be appropriate for you to introduce, you know, a significant other to your child? Essence, I'm going to throw that over to you first because, I mean, of course, you got a uh, kid and whatnot. But at what point in the relationship or what age of the child's life do you think it's okay to introduce a new man or a new, you know, new woman. Um, for me, I think that's going to be relative to the person. I think if it's somebody, because this is a very real thing. I'm back in the home in my hometown <laughs> that I grew up in, so I know a lot of people. So of course, if it's somebody that I've been knowing for forever, that's going to be different than somebody I just met, right? Um. And so, or even if it's not nobody in my hometown, if it's just somebody I know and our friendship is transitioned into kind of a more of a serious thing of companionship and partnership in that way and, and, and romance and all that good stuff. I think um, it just, it's going to be relative. I think for me, once I know that that's where we headed in about a year, <laughs> like if I know, all right, yeah, nah, we not, he not going nowhere, she not going nowhere. Then I'll slowly start to integrate, you know, him into my son's life and start, you know, bringing my son around him and all that good stuff, especially if he has children as well. Um, it's important that we start that process before the wedding day so everybody is not surprised come the wedding day and all of a sudden, my brother got these, my son got these additional siblings. <laughs> um, and like I said, that's going to look different between, you know, with the person I've been knowing platonically for a minute, for a while versus somebody I just met and we working towards that. So it just depends. That's good. Mama Lynn, I'm going to throw that question over to you and then we're going to get ready to close on up out of here. I'm sorry, repeat the question. At what age is it appropriate to introduce your kid in the relationship? Um, ooh, great question. Okay, thank you. Um, uh-oh, getting ready to lose one. Um, when my, my kids were younger, very seldom, brought a male around them. Uh, I think my daughter was, because my kids are eight years apart. I know Michael was a teenager and she was probably about 10 when I introduced them to someone. And me and him had been seeing each other probably close to a year. Not quite a year, but close to a year. So I was very cautious and careful about who I introduced them to. Basically, since um, I was a child, uh, 
incest. So, I, you know, I just didn't play that. I wouldn't let, I wouldn't care who you was. You had to go through a, a, a season where I had to learn how to really trust and believe in you. So yeah, uh, so it depends. For me, I, because I needed them to be able to tell me what was going on, uh, how they felt, what they thought. So that's that was my thing, and that's about it, Prophet. I mean, you you really have to use discernment and caution. Um, as y'all can tell, I am working uh, about these things with these babies because, yeah, women and men are out here being reckless, having all kind of kids, me using no protection, and uh, they're taking women's rights away. So, you know, hey, it we just have to Pray up, stay prayed up, ask the Lord to guide us, send us teachers who we shouldn't shouldn't be with and who you should introduce your kids to and who not to introduce your kids to. Just because he smiled and said hi to you don't mean nothing. Show do look pretty, don't mean nothing. So yeah, it's more to it than that. Love you, prophet. Uh, me, you, and Carlotta need to do something. I guess go to work now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's like no time for church. <laughs> right. It's time for us to go ahead and get to work. But listen, know that I love you guys. I'm praying for y'all. I'm going to go ahead and pray us all now, and then we're going to go ahead and get to lunch, all right? All right. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this role. We thank you for the space, for the grace to have productive, positive conversation. God, we ask that you'll touch every person in this room, oh God, in a positive way, oh God. Let this conversation edify them. Let it educate them. Let it elevate them. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. I love you. all I'm praying for you guys. I hope you guys have a peaceful, prosperous, and productive day. And I'll see you guys again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for Waking Up with the Prophet. This room is ending in three, two, one. Bye.